Hi there, this is BT Calloway. Welcome to the Simpsons Index. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to tell you about our upcoming project, Pulp Fury Radio, a new podcast anthology series featuring all original stories in classic pulp genres like sci-fi, noir, horror, and fantasy. If you're looking for an escape from the everyday, then you're looking for Pulp Fury Radio. You can find out more at pulpfuryradio.com with the first episode coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, on with the show. The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 173. Hello out there, I am your host Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios tonight is the one and only Danny. I'm Danny Rosewell. Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And here as always, COVID or not, except when he's not BT Calloway. Uh, hi, hi. And welcome to The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Who is our sponsor this week? Elliot, this week our sponsor is Screaming. That's right. Whether you're pleading for help or just trying to express your love for a band, Screaming is what you want. Mm. I scream. Why not you try scream. some right now? Not you, because I'm in the same studio, but you at home. Yeah. Oh. And we've got some screaming to do today. <laughs> Good <laughs> thing they're our sponsor. <laughs> like. Uh, they pay for every scream we use in the episode. Yeah, I know. So uh, feel free to be uh, liberal with it. <sighs> well, that's more of a groan. Uh, I need a higher pitch. Who's that guy that said <gasps> better? I lean away from the mic to scream. Chocolate rain. <laughs> Chocolate scream. <laughs> <laughs> scream away from the mic and scream again. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so this is a big episode today. We've got a lot to cover. There's mm. some big news at the end of it, and there was You're a pregnant. little. It's important possible except in that one time but no so let's get on with the reviews and so we can get to more news and topics and the topics that are inspired by episodes get such as on this the, with the reviews we oh can get back God. to the booze we just watched an episode from the HD era, right at the end of the HD era. This really? was season 29, episode 17, Lisa Gets the Blues. First released in April of 2018, it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by Dave Silverman and Brian Kelly, because you mm. needed two people to write this one in this episode. The Simpsons <laughs> go to New Orleans. Guys, what'd you think? No, before oh. we get into this one Whoa. proper, and I feel like the energy in this room is certainly negativity on this episode, I want to express how good it feels to be back on the drink again with some good friends after you know, this yeah, long you stay. You know what? He's right. I've missed you, you know, guys. You know, it's, and it's fun. It's nice to be back. Just, you know, the classic trio. Oh. Uh, watching some oh. Simpsons, drinking some beers, and not feeling Not that any of, any of our other friends and guests are any less. No, not at all. No, but, but it's also nice to talk to friends without lag. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Elliot, this was fucking terrible from beginning to end i'd like to fail this episode goodbye <laughs> all right uh. now we're going to watch an episode from the teens era this will be the dad who knew too little bitty what is this episode uh, this is about homer not knowing enough about this episode <laughs> uh, well look i'm sorry we can't express this danny you for better guys. or worse what stands out to you from this episode dude this whole fucking episode stands out to me from this episode this is incredible this episode was incredible. I've never, I've never been as baffled and horrified mm. and just, wow, per totally perplexed. It didn't feel like a Simpsons. It didn't feel like cinema. It didn't have a coherent storyline. Nothing made sense. Yeah. I, oh, 
I very rarely exceed a single page of notes for an episode, but for this one I did, and uh, they're mostly negative. There are a couple of shiny spots. There Not were bits lot. that I laughed at, mm. and I felt guilty for laughing. I felt like <laughs> I was betraying humanity, you know? Well, my one like genuine laugh that I remember from the episode is where we meet Bleeding Gum's nephew at the end, yeah. and he goes, you know, he said you were the most promising young musician, yeah. which was kind of a burn on me. I <laughs> yeah. loved that, but yeah. then he goes, but he was kind of passive-aggressive, and it's like... Yeah, what a waste of a joke. No, just chop that out. Yeah. Also, in this whole episode, he doesn't get a name. His no. name is Bleeding Gum's nephew. Well, to be entirely fair, it took us, what, 29, 28, 27 seasons to find out Bleeding Gum's real name, Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. So, you know, in, in Simpsons season 60, we'll find out his nephew's name. So, yeah, we get Bleeding Gums' real name in this episode, but mm-hmm. we don't get this character who's actually in this episode's actual yeah. name. Patience, Elliot. Patience! Oh, I'm going to link that Wonder Shows and thing in the yeah, super notes interesting. Thing. That was super interesting. Oh, we should do an index just on Wonder Shows. <laughs> Man, and, but... There's so much more to it. Oh, BT, what stands out to you for better or worse? Just to show kind of how incredibly scattershot and random, weirdly put together this thing is, when Homer starts narrating what's going on, I write down, huh, Homer's narrating. This is not going to continue, will it? And it stopped. About two scenes later, he wasn't narrating anymore. It's like, we talk about like script in a blender every now and then. This feels like several but all in the same episode in a blender. Because there are parts that start off that just don't continue and it nothing fits together and it's just such a weird hodgepodge. It's kind of an amazing hodgepodge. You kind of sit there <laughs> bewildered that this is all happening. But It um, goes beyond hodgepodge and turns into hadpadge or whatever yeah. you just said. I don't know. Hodgepodge. <laughs> what, what are words, Elliot? There's no structure to this episode. There's no sense. There's, There's no, no meaning. Yeah. There's just Let's write this. This, quite frankly, is the perfect 2020 episode because all of 2020 is just melded together into this big yeah. soup of chaos. Yeah. And that's what this is. It's a soup of, or a gumbo of yes. chaos. Yeah, we've seen a lot of tonally inconsistent episodes. Like recently we did that one that was like, Armalee and also RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and then that other one where it was What's Selma quits. Yeah, yeah, Selma quits smoking, but at the same time, Maggie befriends raccoons and tries to save a pigeon or some shit. Yep. The fuck is going on in the world, mm-hmm. right? When did I go? Cr- when did you know they say when going did crazy? Madness become sane. It feels like everyone else is going crazy, yeah. and you're getting more <laughs> and more sane. Yep. Don't worry, we're going to end on a very good episode today, I promise. We Fucking will, better, man. We will regain our sanity. Oh, my Promises, shmomises. Um, yeah. Look, play count. Have you guys seen this episode before today? Have I screamed in the night loudly at the moon asking for meaning from a hunk of rock a thousand kilometers away? No, I've never seen this episode before. <laughs> One time I started drinking and then I woke up in a desert banging my head against a cactus. I remember that. <sighs> As in, I remember that. How do we have the same memories? yeah i've seen this episode before and mostly because okay here's one of my big anecdotes of this podcast today so our friend he's not considering us a friend yet whoa hey hey but someone we like babish from binging with babish who uh, what would you describe what he does bt um just loveliness No, he's a binging with Babish is a fantastic YouTube show in which he takes all the famous recipes from various TV shows and actually makes them or tries to as best he can and then does a version where he basically makes what they did if it's not physically possible to do what they originally made. So it's like the Mythbusters of food basically, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And I even wrote down, oh, this is where the binging episode comes the from. Mythbusters of food. <laughs> yeah. Try it as described, and if that doesn't work, then try to make it real. So the best example is the out of this world moon waffle. Yeah. 
which he made according to the instructions in the episode. And destroyed his waffle iron. <laughs> but that's what the man command does. Salute. But then, you know, he takes the inspiration, you know, the smoke, the caramel, the mm-hmm. butter, excessive amounts of butter. So much butter. And makes a good version of it. But anyway, to celebrate his 5 million subscribers, he remade Homer's food rant in this episode. Which... Oh, man. And it's funny that you decided to time it because I was timing it. No, I decided, like, <laughs> after a while of thinking, how long could this possibly be? I thought, you know, I'll start timing maybe with only 10 seconds left. It ended up being 35 seconds. But, Elliot, how long was that montage? A minute and a half. A minute and a half in an episode that already had an intro throwing back to the Tracy Ullman shorts for no reason because it was completely unrelated to anything. And then had a very long introduction sequence. What? <laughs> Dude, in a 20-minute episode of standard television, people would be like, wow, that frame was like two whole seconds long. What were they thinking? Mm. Like, it makes no sense. I'll get back to the Babish thing. But yeah, the intro of this episode, like, they clearly had nothing else, but like, fuck it. Let's put a Tracy Ullman short at the start of this one. Yeah, and then this they do insane. multiple false takes of The Simpsons. Because first oh. they The Simpsons, but it says The Flintstones. They rewind, they do it again. It's The Simpsons. Simpsons. They did a false start And they do it like bit. four times. And what that's before the, fuck the are they rest thinking? of the extended. Oh my God, everything about this. And they only cut the intro short to segue into the episode episode they segue you know from lisa's saxophone playing into fucking largo and skinner just heaping shit on her for n- no apparent and I reason hated that so much because largo was all like oh well lisa you're very good but you never be big because for every yo yo ma there's ten thousand mama, mama yo's i didn't mind the line actually uh for every sean white there's a million white sean's yeah but that's racist. just a- but the fact that Skinner Against snowboarders? The fact that yeah. Skinner is saying this is what really pissed me off. Skinner would never give up on a child like that, ever. No. Hey, 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 wanting them the best quality of life is not giving oh, up on them. They're star pupil of the entire school. They're gonna be like, you know what? Give up. Give up and wallow, you fucker. Which, you know, paraphrasing slightly, but not too far off either. But dude, man. Uh, dude, man. Dude but, man. But, comma space, dude, man. Mm-hmm. For every dude, man, there's a man, dude. Anyway. <laughs> this guy. Um, surely, she's not a star pupil for her sax playing. Like, mm-hmm. if you give up on your dream of, of your statistically unlikely dream of becoming a super millionaire musician, that still leaves being a genius, brilliant doctor slash scientist slash bikini model. You've just stumbled into a better story idea that Lisa's not doing as well as other subjects because of her sax playing and that Mm. affects her other schoolwork. That would be an amazing perspective from Skimmer to Skimmer. From Skinner I'm, to say, look, your rest of your work is suffering, and honestly, do you really think you're going to make it in jazz? But I wasn't he, stumbling. Even, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You knew exactly what you were doing, Fuck you it. genius you. Uh, <laughs> but even then, like, Lisa, the idea that she plays jazz because she loves it, it's not about becoming yeah. a success. I think even yeah. the most ambitious idea she's ever had is release an album that's underappreciated and die before 30 yeah. has been, like, her stated mission in life. The point of music shouldn't be about, or at least to a, someone like Lisa, the point of music isn't success and fame and glory mm. it's about expressing yourself hell bleeding gums murphy told her that music is a fire that yeah. burns inside you so you better put an instrument in front of it fucking i yes. i mean I'm sure this is a room full of music that, graduates yeah but that <laughs> one quote is better than this entire episode absolutely that's a lie yeah sorry much like chocolate rain i have to swear is off this mic every now and is then is his name babish <laughs> 
No, no it's actually not. I think it's Andrew. No, they did oh. explain it once, and it used to just be his like AOL handle that he just continued on for shits and gigs. Or something, right, something weird. Right. Like so to celebrate Babish's 5 million subscribers to his YouTube channel, his mission was to recreate Homer's New Orleans binge. Mm. And because they make specific references to restaurants in New Orleans in this bit, like there are... Mm. There are so many, sorry to cut off your story, but there are so many like title drops, ad drops of product placements. Mm -hmm. And this whole section is like, wow, advertising like crazy. Yeah. See, this is, mm, uh, this is, (laughs) that's the feeling. One and a half minute thing Mm -hmm. was a solo YouTube thing and it was a partnership between Simpsons and the city of New Orleans. It's fucking paid advertising, isn't it? Well, look, I'd accept that minute and a half thing on YouTube on its own without yeah. this episode around it. This just makes it feel grosser. It is so much padding. In an episode that has so little going for it, it just, it everything feels like it was written on an app. And it's fucking New Orleans. Yeah. How can you not build an amazing story out of it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for listeners at home, I can't remember. Did you go to New Orleans when you went to... I sure did. Hells yeah, you remember the you gumbo shop. Bet and it I was freaking delicious. Yeah. yeah. Again, three people who have been to this place who genuinely loved all the booze and especially the food. There's so much food. And like you hey, and hey, I... Hey, 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 we are not doing a minute and a half advertising this place. That's been done. <laughs> These being... people have suffered enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like genuinely curious because I know the city of New Orleans had a problem with a streetcar named Marge. Were oh, they yeah. angry about this episode? Because they oh, it's a court settlement. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- what is it like? Fucking twenty-five years later after yeah the season yeah. four yes! episode. Litigation New takes Orleans. a long time. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really does. The... What do they call it? The Sodom and Gomorrah of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, like, you were telling a story. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's it's padding it out. I can't imagine we've got too much actually to say I about have a this. Page and a half of notes. <laughs> <laughs> I took no notes. So I- anyway. Babish does this thing, big crew, plans out the destination, Mm -hmm. maps out this whole thing, figures out exactly where he needs to go. Mm -hmm. Day one into his trip, they've done 10 restaurants. All his crew are fucking stuffed and filled. Oh, man, 10. Jeez. Well, because the way they planned it out, they had, I think it was like 50 or something restaurants over four days or something. He does talk for a minute and a half, so yeah. Yeah. So they planned it all out, and the second day, Mm -hmm. they pull up their phones. There is a video going viral. (laughs) A woman named uh, with the YouTube channel of Katrin von Niederhausen mm. with a video called Katrin and Janine do Homer's New Orleans. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> it had actually only been uploaded three days earlier to that point. So like two days before they left mm-hmm. to go do this thing. And the exact thing that they were planning, they were going to recreate every shot, recreate every bit of food that they... Mm-hmm. and day one into this journey and someone else just fucking did it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah not knowing of each other and like yeah, yeah. He, he still persisted and did the video and like, slightly now. disheartened yeah and you know referenced that one and said yeah look they were first um fuck you know it's okay man like you don't have to be the first person to walk on the moon it's still an achievement you've still done something you've put your footprints on well that's it man it's how you walk on the moon Mm. or so my girlfriend says yeah if you're not the first walk on the moon then play golf on the moon you know that's it moonwalk on the moon 
So was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I fucking bet it was. I forgot to start writing down wacky because I was so confused by everything going on. Dude. Uh, there's a, a, Dude. a joke I kind of liked. Because again, there are, there are moments in this episode I liked <laughs> where uh, Lisa goes to play the sax and she gets like a vertigo thing and it becomes this long kind of instrument full of a thousand buttons. I did like great that POV. Shot. I thought it was a good shot. I don't think it was oh, a yeah. great joke. No, no, no. The follow-up where Homer does the same thing with his beer and with his, his beer, beer. stays Boom. extended in vertigo. <laughs> I hated that. Well, because <laughs> especially like it feels like the Simpsons are the last people to do a story specifically using the word yips as well mm-hmm. like oh, yeah yeah yips is done yeah but, 30 rock did it a thousand years ago oh man with uh Pete Hornberger and he 30 rock years shoots yeah. Jenner in the foot with an art cheery arrow yep that's the one <laughs> yeah but anyway that feeling of looking down at your instrument is like oh how does this work dude I've been there every night of my fucking life it's like trying to play an instrument on an LSD mm. And I know nothing about that. No. Or not on LSD. For any Jesus. mothers who might be listening. What do you reckon, Shag? Was this a particularly wacky yo, episode yo, of The for Simpsons? for any mothers who might be listening. Sorry. I'm sorry. You really got me with some reason. Uh, yeah, dude, this is crazy wacky. Um, That's the thing. It's not the impossible wacky. It's merely the improbable wacky yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, the statue could... does come to life and talk to Lisa. However, we have precedent for this. Apparently, Lisa has this power. To make ghosts? Oh, yeah. Bleeding guns with yeah, Earthy, I suppose. Like... Well, she does it as well back uh, when she talks to the Jefferson. Monument with it was an imagination statue. Mm. Was but, it though? Or but Homer saw it and talked to it as well. So no, not this time. Uh, Maybe last time. The spirit of Louis Armstrong still in, exists in New Orleans, apparently. Did he actually say he was Louis Armstrong at any point? No. Yeah. That's the other yeah. One. No. He? I only kind of figured it no, out. No, it was legally distinct. It was a it was a statue of a black man with a really gravelly voice, and you're supposed mm. to assume that's Louis Armstrong. Fair enough. He has a very signature voice. But, yeah. But it it sort of also feels really weird and like. In this whole Black Lives Matter time, it's just like strangely racy thing to do. Sometimes you can really tell this is a show written by white people, starring so white people. fucking white, bro. Like Lisa at the end, when she's oh, like... Oh, I want a scat, baby. Skip, scat, a deep, dab, dupe. I want a... But was this a particularly heartfelt episode of The Simpsons? No. Did you feel the bumps? Okay, they try. Right at the end, when she meets uh, Bleeding Gum Murphy's nephew, the idea that she remembers what she originally loved about playing music, yeah, instead of this the idea the... of... Oh, they tried. By then, I was so tired and angry of everything, and I just wanted to burn it all down. Dude. That mixed feeling of... I want to walk out in the cold and freeze to death while also on fire, I and I want to see what kills so me first. Angry. I was but like, so angry. But like, the guy's like, "Here's a simple plan." Lisa's like, "That's a simple plan." Yeah, it is. Your simple plan worked. And oh. my note: Deus sex Markina. Hey. <clears throat> Lean away from the mic. Hey. <laughs> Lean away from the mic to sweat. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the emotions. <laughs> I mean, the idea, the concept was floating somewhere near this script. It wasn't yeah. in the script. Yeah. It was like, like on a, on a post that stuck near the script somewhere. The best psychopaths don't have emotions, but they've learned how to look like they have emotions. Yeah, so close you feelings. can't, it, it, it's indistinguishable <laughs> from the real thing, except for the fact that they're fucking insane. Yeah. Not, not you guys, psychopaths. I'm really talking about the episode here. This isn't an insane episode. <laughs> this is just nuts, man. Fucking nuts. And I hate that they dragged New Orleans into it because, one, it's a perfect Lisa story to go to fucking New Orleans yeah. to discover... Rediscover a passion for jazz, absolutely. And yeah. 
Why did they hitch her to Homer for all this? Why did you guys go to New Orleans random by accident with no idea what to do there? And then suddenly you're like, oh, by the way, there's Jazz here, I think, maybe. Uh, man, that was my other big problem with this. This is that- a story about her losing her love of jazz and music. Yeah. And, oh, we're fiddly D. We coincidentally are in New Orleans. What a dumb fucking idea is that? No, no, you have to remember the reason they were coincidentally in, I- in New Orleans. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, my God. They were flying to, like, Boringsville or whatever it was called. Oh, my God. And, Gainesville, uh, Florida. Gainesville. And Fucking hit fair, the gym and max out in Gainesville. Okay. Oh, there's so many things I don't even know where to start unpacking. Dude. So they the plan to go to Marge's auntie in Gainesville. And there is a quick joke I like, which is like the flights to Gainesville are like $19 and the flights out are $99. <laughs> <laughs> but again, why, that, that's, that's good. why we were having a music montage at this point, I don't even know. Mm-mm. But then on the plane, we have a whole riot and that's why they have to land early. But then why is the next scene Marge being like, oh, let's we're in New Orleans, may as well have a great time. So no, you catch another flight. This is so fucking dumb. I mean, they still would have been in Gainesville. like yeah. And the emotions of her poor aunt, who's just yeah doing this sad solemn and slow happy birthday yeah well yeah with the simpsons the only people coming to this birthday yes apparently apparently um this character we've never heard of before but like we they've done this bit like the sad can i come to sort of thing Mm -hmm. you don't need 30 seconds of the song we get the joke there are so too many of these extended moments and like why did their airplane why did they write the scriptwriters, why did they make it so the fucking airplane like rioting is why they couldn't go to Gainesville, mm. but hey, we can still take the airplane somewhere else. Let's yeah. go to um, I don't know, spin a bottle, New, New Orleans. Orleans. What the fuck is this? They're what the entirely fair, psycho on, shit is this? They're on their way to Florida, it's kind of interesting. Well, now the real question is why is there a quick warriors reference in the middle of this riot? That was really weird. But that's not the real question. This is insane. This is like loco. I'm watching this and I don't understand how this gets made. Mm -hmm. It is like looking at crazy. Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? (laughs) Perfect timing. Perfect timing. (laughs) I mean, which character is on? Point me to the character that was on point. Oh. <laughs> Point to me on this voodoo doll. <laughs> Which character was where the uh, Simpsons touched you? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well. Look, let's see. Um, and once again, voodoo fucking works in the realm of the Simpsons. Look, I, that's I already fine. know. That. Simpsons, Schmimpsons. That's <laughs> voodoo is the least problematic part of this. Not problematic. That's got different terms. For now. real, man. Voodoo works in real life when the victim is like so convinced that voodoo is real that it's like placebo effects. And that's what happened here. They were like, "Is it Gainesville voodoo?" No, it's New Orleans voodoo. Oh, shit. Voodoo, 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 voodoo. Again, this fucking whiteboard writing of New Orleans. And it's, it's like the offensive. white <laughs> The whiteboard had, yeah, 50 dishes, mm-hmm. <laughs> beignets, <laughs> and then and voodoo. Yeah. And voodoo. Now, to be entirely fair, if you're going to New Orleans, a list of 50 places to eat, beignets, and voodoo is what you should do. I'm not criticizing Homer's list. That's a good list. Mm. But also, Dan Castellaneta's delivery of that was flat as shit. This he, is what... he didn't sound excited. He it, didn't it sound doesn't hungry. Matter. He it's... was listing off crap. It's a minute yeah. and a half. It is literally 5% of this episode, and he's just making a list. He's doing 5% energy. It's insane. Even 100% energy would not make that good. And they didn't mention the fucking, um, oh God, what's the burger place we adored? Ah, Clover Grill. Clover Grill. Or Tickler's Bar. Hey, mm, hey, 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 we are not doing this. We are not doing it. Brought to you half. by Clover's Grill. And <laughs> Tickler's Bar. If you want the bar. best goddamn burger you've ever had in your entire life, Clover's Grill. 
And that other bar where we got that really rare Espelon that we've never seen again, and it looks like if Espelon was a gimp. Espelon Black, if you're listening, please come back to me. Oh, man, there was that one bar by the station that had, like, a Bloody Mary where they just chucked in bits from under the sink and whatever they found in their <laughs> shoes. Oh, yeah, I got, like, a margarita slushy that was bigger than my head. I'm like, if I drink this, I will literally die. Man. Yeah, because I remember you ordered that, and I'm like... I don't know if you've noticed, but margaritas around here look like fucking Slurpees from the Quickie Mart. I did not notice. Yeah. Henceforth, my confusion, I drank maybe a tenth of it, was drunk, and then we threw it up. So that's the thing with New Orleans as well. Like, all the fucking drinks are just so loaded with sugar. Like, you Mm. see those people walking around with the yard glasses with the, like, grenade? Or the little fish, literal fish tanks. Yeah. But their Bloody Marys are the best on the planet. Mm -hmm. Oh, their food is the best on the planet. Fucking hell. Chicken etouffee, god damn. Yeah, like when we got there, we're like, okay, now we can, we're both big eaters. However, we can only eat so many times. Uh, guys, we're falling right into the same trap the Simpsons writers did. I know, but we've fucking been in New Orleans. We yeah, to- well, clearly they had just been in New Orleans, and they were like, so what did I do on my summer vacation? Click on the first slide. Me and Aunt Selma are shaving our legs at the beach. Click on you the second slide. You're right, let's get back to this episode review, which is largely something like fucking... Yes or no? Would you watch this episode Fuck again? No. Click on the third slide. Me and Homer try to grab. BT, what would you change? Everything. I'd change everything! Look, the very core of this, the both the kids have a problem, they find a way. Actually, no, fuck Bart's story. It's awful. It doesn't make what sense. What was Bart's story? It was he got bullied by the bullies for bullying the bullies, so yes. now he needs Voodoo to resolve that. Leave Bart and Voodoo that alone. That was the story. That was For the some story. reason, I felt like that was a gag in the overall story, you know? Yeah. Did okay. this lead into any worthwhile material? No, but it did lead to fucking Milhouse having a crush on Maggie. Uh-huh. Yes, and Bart gets his eyes whited out. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, the fucking Annie bit. Fuck and me. it wasn't just a one-off. He was still whited out later on. Yeah. Yeah. They play these gags with the eyes and they almost never work. I think the, the only one, the only one I like is when, you know, Homer tries to go to sleep and Marge's eyes are still open in that dark yeah. room and it's like, "Honey, I'm trying to sleep. Could you close your eyes?" You know, yeah, that has I been the only that. bit I like. Yeah. The rest of them don't make any sense. Because it's quick. It makes a quick parody on cartoon conventions and it, and it fucking walks out the door. Like, it doesn't yeah. involve drawing on someone's eyeballs. Dude. Stop doing this, Simpsons. Dude. What else would you change, BT? Uh, okay, the very core of Lisa realizing... <gasps> that's my problem, though. The very core of this is Lisa feeling <gasps> like she will never be a famous jazz musician. She's never wanted that. Every time we've gone to Flash Forward, every time we've talked about her dreams and aspirations, she's wanted to be an academic of some kind, not a jazz musician. It's just so weird. And you can do something with that. I suppose we've had that before with uh, separate vocations, uh, where she becomes a bad girl because she feels like, hey, jazz is never going to get me anywhere. But it's just... It's so stuck together on this episode that it feels just just go to new orleans find literally any other reason to go to new orleans if you're gonna have this as a plot line which is fine support it better and then follow it better and then just make everything better danny what would you like to change you're saying you like the core of the episode i <gasps> could i could i didn't like this core but the idea of the core that's how far removed from this episode oh. we are the idea of the car was entirely plausible and possible and compelling sure sure but it was not well done. What's a bird's favorite part of the apple? <laughs> what would you like to change? I was unhappy with the intro bleeding into the storyline. In like a treehouse of horror or something more surrealist, I'd be fine with that sort of thing. Mm. But it made me feel 
like I was watching the very first HD episode. I was like, wow, look how cool our HD mm. technology is and blah, 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 blah. You know, I could have been okay with that if they, when they had Lisa leave the music auditorium and then that's when Largo starts talking to her, continued from there. It's the fact that they then cut back to the couch gag yeah. to have the Simpsons family yeah. be like, oh, we can't do the couch gag we without can't do Lisa. The couch it's gag. like, wait, is this the episode or is this the gag? I'm so confused. Um, do go on, BT, please pass me that highlighter. It sucked. It sucked. It sucked. Is that your right foot? Just right. There we go. Um, I, I, I wasn't very happy with that, but I could see its place in a different episode. I don't know why they did it here. You know, mm. structurally, coming in from the thing, it didn't add anything to the storyline. It was theoretically a, a grounded sort of, hang on, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Oh, that was a pretty good one. You know it's not Corona because if it was Corona, you wouldn't at the end. I've heard that. That yeah. is a common non-symptom. Oh, huh. well, Ele- there you go. It might be elephantitis, though. Yeah, so look, that, that thing really shot me off. But more than that, oh, God, everything. <laughs> Fucking shit. I can't, it's hard to make a sentence without yeah. addressing every other sentence. I know, and you know? It's been so long since there's been an episode I've wanted to just burn to the ground. Wow. I think this is my new worst mm. ever. Yeah, look, I love that they went to New Orleans. It's mm. perfect. It's yes. jazz. It's yes. food. Sure. You've got the family nailed. And there's just some better way to have Lisa disillusioned with music and, you know, in the way that yeah. I uh, yeah. was pitched before. Super interesting. Conceptually. The, yeah. But that fucking airplane scene is the stupidest way to derail. And why have the first half? Fuck all the things with Gainesville, Florida. It's just unnecessary setup of things that they fucking pull the rug out. The and fuck is going on? It's just dumb. Just go straight to New Orleans. You want to inspire Lisa to be in love with jazz again. That's where you go. Like, you see that Lisa's disillusioned and it's like, you don't want to tell her that, yeah, she's going to be the best jazz musician, but you don't want a fucking losing love of something that she loved. Mm. You want to spark that fire. New Orleans is the perfect place to do that. I don't know how they fucked this up this badly. The napkins that they wrote the screenplay on, like, got mixed up. <laughs> the cocaine. All the cocaine. Um, yeah, look, I really, really didn't like that they suddenly dropped everything and did a random spin of the bottle as the pilots of all people mm. chose to suddenly go to a totally different airport for no reason at all. That really upset me. And, like, wow, wow. Clearly, when the, when there's such a coherent reason to go to New Orleans, you know, if that was where you wanted to be, and she's already developed a jazz issue, also they didn't seed like Bleeding Gums as Murphy's ne- in in the start of the storyline, so he comes back at the end or something. Also, they didn't give him a fucking name. Also, oh oh, what if fucking Marge or Bart or someone else discovered that Bleeding Gums oh! Murphy's nephew was yes, and we had to go to New Orleans and find him and mm. rediscover jazz. Homer it- keeps distracting from the trip. Because because he wants to go eat at these places, and they're like, no, we need to go to this jazz place. Yes! So, guest stars for this episode, Dawn Lewis from Futurama fame was one of the co-pilots. She plays La Barbara in Futurama. Oh, yeah. Also playing himself was Trombone Shorty with his big line of humidity, 98%. Ah. Okay. Okay. Why wasn't he playing Bleeding Gums Murphy fucking nap? Like, Trombone Shorty's an amazing musician. If you're going to get Trombone Shorty, use Trombone Shorty. Fucking hell. BT, do you have any other notes? I do indeed. Okay, I kind of liked when they dress Bart up like Little Orphan Annie and like, like, now sing like we rehearsed. I kind of like the idea of rehearsed bullying. That's kind of funny. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, open your long. mouth until the food is full. Well, and then his mouth bad. gets food, filled bad. with food. Bad. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. on, on, on. Um, Snake's dead. 
But again, it's kind of a joke I liked where uh, Wiggum's just kind of, they're talking about the yips and talking about how you can suddenly fail at something you've done 10,000 mm. times and Wiggum's reaching for the electrocution switch and just can't make it. Yep, yep, uh, yep. And then Snake was dead. And Snake yep. was dead. And we uh, watched him die. I know. Marge makes a note that, oh no, it's not Dullsville. If we're lucky, we can take a day trip out to Dullsville. I kind of mm, like that. Mm. I hated, after Homer's minute and a half of listing food places, we then get a list of vomitoriums he can go to. <laughs> oh, right. We've not had enough fucking listing! <laughs> uh, Millhouse's voodoo dead because Maggie has a voodoo doll of him that clearly works and then she rips the head off. Yep. yep so she yep. should. Mm-hmm. But the voodoo didn't work at any point. At the very end... Bart's voodoo didn't work. Maggie's did. No, no, no. At the very end, Lisa is wearing a uh, series of plastic beads. This comes from Mardi Gras, where you get the beads for showing showing your tits. tits. (laughs) That's the suggestion. (laughs) This episode's got some fucking creepy pedophile shit. (laughs) And there was some weird bit at the end where Homer's like, well, next episode will be Gunsmoke. It's like, but what about the radio version? It's like, what are we talking about? I got so lost. I feel like I must have lost... Something. Because, yeah, an episode with fucking four intros must also have fucking four endings as well. Mm. Doing the whole brain trippy explosion when they're eating uh, food. It's just taking that. up so much time. Mm-hmm. Danny, do you have any other notes? I actually really want to, like, go through it scene by scene and, like, have a serious mm. sit down with this one. Because this is my number one. This is my new number one. Like, yeah. the thing about a lot of the ones that I used to hate is that I'm really excited to go back. Like, Bart gets his gypsy art teacher pregnant, and the horse has a musical number at the end. I'm so excited to see that again. The cubic failure. I'm so excited. Yeah. But this... It doesn't have that redeeming, so bad it's good quality at all. Dude, it left me feeling so angry and confused and hurt. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh yeah, I do. And and yeah, my only other notes on this one is, yeah, Lisa's looking up, like she's looking up to find out what the yips is. Yep. And the first thing she lands on is ADHD. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. wow, what a fucking clear explanation of what this episode's got. Yeah. And also Homer, yeah, when he does that weird perspective beer thing, he's got beer to go. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. bad. Fucking proud of that pun. Jeez. I didn't like the joke where like, oh, no, that's mom's disease. Oh, no, that's my disease. That's Maggie's yeah. disease. That's dad's. That's dad's. That's, that's dad's. dad's. Eating that's up dad's. time. So much of it. Seriously. They didn't name any of the disease because they haven't got any jokes there. They're just pretending. They're like nodding at it, pretending there was a joke here. That would have been funny. Like, oh, with the Louis Armstrong thing, he's like, you can request a song. Not Wonderful World. Wonderful World. Yep. Fucking waste my time. time. Also, the characters just had that weird fucking Disney rubberiness about them yeah. that, yeah, is so inconsistent with the early vision of the show. It's time to rank this thing oh, on the Simpsons fuck. Index, we're using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. <laughs> Maybe the episode was just... You give a participant, but for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, you give Gubix Arconia. Danny's going to go first. He's going to show you how it's done. What? This is new. He sounded prepared. He did. Actually, you were way more prepared. I yelled at the beginning. So we'll, Look, let, we'll This one we all had then. a few notes on, and I think there were a few times we all laughed. So it had mm. a lot of redeeming qualities. It was absolutely a failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm giving it a failure. This episode sucks. It's fucked. Yeah, we need a, a ranking below failure now. Uh, if we did the meltdown thing, this would be a meltdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the question is, is it a cubic failure? Is it a failure so wonderfully bad that it's worth watching? And even then, no, everything about this... 
Structurally, it's just garbage. Look, we've called a lot of things garbage before. We've said <laughs> garbage fire yeah. before. I want to say, not only is this a garbage fire, the garbage truck is on fire. The sanitation department of fire is on mm. fire. The, mm. Min- mm. Min- uh, the museum of fire Municipality is on fire. <laughs> of the city is on fire, and the city doesn't care to put it out. This is awful, awful, awful garbage, and it is a failure. Unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the, the index, index finger. finger. It will be the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh wow. episode from Season 29 to be called <laughs> a unanimous failure. Joining Treehouse of Horror 28. That's the one where Homer eats himself. Yeah. Gram- yeah. Grampy, can you hear me? The yeah. old blue mare, she ain't what she used to be, where Marge becomes Springfield's mayor. Mr. Lisa's opus. Oh, that's that weird fucking Lisa time jump yeah. goes to college one. That was poor. Gone boy, the season 29 Sideshow Bob traps yeah. Barton in a nuclear bunker and Frank gets testy. Ah. This wasn't my favorite season. No. <laughs> this is a terrible it is, season. It is almost re- it's redeeming only redeeming quality is that it's nice to have a new contender for the pit of hell. <laughs> but you know, we must turn to our other reviewers and see what they thought. And we ask, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Nice. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Oh Dennis, the wild, the wild card, Perkins. card Perkins. What are you doing? He gave it a C plus. Dennis, it's a it's a bit above a failure. It, it's mostly mm, a participant Dennis. sort of ranking, and I had to practice this earlier because yeah, this is Dennis Perkins at his most verbose. Okay, it's momentarily affecting, especially with Yardley Smith giving voice to Lisa's pain. But Lisa gets the blues quickly, scatters any intention of recapturing the old Lisa Simpson. <laughs> scatters tragic commie resonance over a succession of self-referential gags inconsistently sketched character beats and some of the most indulgent tourist rubbernecking the show has ever done dennis See, dennis you give that the lowest score you can yeah that's an av club d right like, there that's a great speech i'm totally on board yeah. with him what he's saying is amazing but it's not a c plus Jeez. not a c plus it's an f no, you know what, Dennis? Uh, Embrace your hatred. It's there, and I just I want to see you hate something. <laughs> You're sounding very Palpatine-y there. Good. Good. <laughs> Embrace your hate. It's time to move on to the teens era. Let's put that one beside and uh, aside, aside, aside. On fire. <laughs> yes. And we're going to watch season 14's The Dad Who Knew Too Little. What's this episode about? I feel this before. Would you like to take it, Danny? Oh, sure. This is one where Bart finds out that he's got a child with an IQ greater than Bart's. <gasps> wow. Interesting. How complex. Bart the genius too. It's like, Will I we... am Sam. <laughs> I am Bart. Yeah. Bart, I am. Yes, we'll be right back I after this yes, cartoon. Sam. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 14, Episode 8, Good Time Signature, The Dad Who Knew Too Little. Nerd! First released in January of 2003, it was directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Matt Selman. In this episode, Homer doesn't get Lisa the diary she wanted for her birthday, which it's Lisa's birthday again, and gets her like this Mad Libs videotape, which proves he knows nothing about her, and then he hires in private investigator to find out things about her. Chaos. Guys, what'd you think? Hey, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Air. What age of birthday was it? It was very careful not to say what she was turning. That's true. I mean, a lot of people don't like to talk about their ages. On their birthdays? I haven't been to a birthday in a long time where someone's actually stated what they, you know, oh, they've been like, you know, it's my, the second anniversary, my 30th. Aww. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't even make those inflatable balloons for older than 30. No. You know those ones that are individual numbers? Yeah. Can't get it older than 30. You have to buy a three-year-old balloon and a zero-year-old balloon. Oh, but everyone can tell. 
Yeah, yeah. different. And and then it's just sad because it's like, oh, I'm 30 and I've got balloons at my own party that say how old I am. Yeah, it's uh, not funny yet until you're 69. It really or 96. Isn't. No, that's not funny. That's just going to bed disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like I do every night. Oh, God. So yeah, this episode was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't, but it was. But it wasn't. I but... thought it got better. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, it got worse. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, let's get into it. BT, for better or worse, what stands out to you from this episode? I'd like to split my opinion across two, specifically the opening and closing of this. Uh, it begins with the Simpsons watching television. We often discuss, I really like when we start by watching people watching TV. I don't know why. The Simpsons always do it really well. 90% of the time, it's a good opening. And this one, they're watching pads, which is like mm. the, you know, celebrity host. Parody, and they go to Crust, and he's like, "Ah, this was today." All right, he's just. I like how his pool is full of shrimp, and they're still shooting it as though it's you know crazy and wild. And whoa, look at this way this rich person mm. lives. And then Elliot Gould beats the shit out of him. That's fun. Yeah, Elliot Gould. Um, are did you guys familiar with this dude? Yeah, he's. I heard um, he beat up a clown once. <laughs> next to a pile of shrimp in a pool. Yeah. He's Ross and Monica's dad from Friends. Keep it into the mic. Yeah. Yeah, man, but it didn't really look like him in the show. He pops up in things. That's his deal. He he shows yeah. up in things. He's a thing pop upper. I yep. just yeah. I don't think I've really seen any of the movies he's in. Bugsy, The Silent Partner, Mash. Oh, Mash. Oh, those yeah. are from years ago. Yeah, yeah. Ago. He's in the OG Mash movie. That's right. American History X. Um, yeah. But interestingly, he's best known for the movie Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Yep. yep. Which is what his fist and feet uh, names are. I was wondering that what that was a reference to. I didn't get that. Now I get that. I just got smarter. That's nice. Danny, do you have fist names? I call this one Lefty, <laughs> and this other one I call Mr. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Interesting, BT. Uh, peaches and cream. Oh, Perfect. Fuck. Perfect. <laughs> Don't want to run into you in a dark alley. I call my left one Stop, and I call my right one Hammer Time. <laughs> I'm going with Mario and Wario. Because this hand's fatter and hairier than the other one. (laughs) Didn't need to know that. My other thing was at the very end when the hard-boiled detective is all like, you know, when you first walked into my office, I knew I'd shoot you in the hall of mirrors. Mm. Yeah. I got a chuckle out of that. Elliot, what would you take away from this episode? Well, also, yeah, a namesake appearing on a show. That's It's still weird for me to hear someone... Even a character or a real person be called Elliot, it hits my ear weird. Mm. Does that happen to either of you? No. Dude, there are so many Daniels in fucking everything. There, yeah. There is one BT. <laughs> one BT, but many whatever those BTs stand for. There's Elliot in Scrubs and Elliot in E.T. the Extraterrestrial. I know, and they always hit the ear weird, but like Elliot Gould, he's one of those double T motherfuckers. He is. No time for that shit. (laughs) I have time to write exactly one T. Okay, so a moment that stands out to me (laughs) is she saves the day with the laser pointer in the Hall Mm -hmm. of Mirrors, but but she like pats the fucking scriptwriters on the back by going, hey, remember this item we dropped in Scene one, episode one. I'm putting it right here in Remember case. Remember the Chekhov's laser pointer we established earlier? Yeah. Wow. Look <laughs> at us doing script writers. <laughs> oh, they know how to do an insert. As if they didn't think of that at the end of the movie and reinsert. You're not fucking Bill and Ted with time machines. We're writers. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it wasn't a Deus laser pointer X pointer. Quick side note, I enjoy that you say we're writers in the same tone of voice. We're owl exterminators. <laughs> That's uh, who I picture um, as the modern Simpsons writing staff is. Yeah, Ignar, Bertram, and whatever the fuck the yep. triplets we're are called. Owl exterminators. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to Futurama. Bertram? The show itself. Oh, they are owl exterminators. Mm. 
<laughs> there he is. Well, then yep. they'll have no problem exterminating the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say the moment that stands out to you? Dude, but it was my laser pointers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Patting on the back. Yeah. Owl I, exterminators. That, that's it. I really did not like that they point at how smart they are for setting it up instead of just pulling it out of thin air. Like, let's fucking pat yourself on the back moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it really felt forced that suddenly there was a, a, a laser pointer and he gives it to Lisa in his first half. There's no reason for that to be a setup for the later thing. Mm. Also, if Bart buys a laser pointer, he's keeping a laser pointer. Mm. Well, I did actually like the joke at the start with... Yeah, him using laser pointer to point at Skinner, mm -hmm. who apparently, yeah, they've got a direct line of sight to each other's houses then. Yeah, fair. Yeah. He must have moved. He used to be on a like an old house overlooking the school. Well, yeah, Springfield did like move mm. the whole town true. a few it's times true. now. true. Yeah. Play count. Have you seen this episode before? Yes. Oh. Was it a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Oh my, yes. Mm. We got like a full gambit of wacky here as well. We got kind of depressing wacky when uh, Carl's all like, oh, I hired this private investigator Dude. to figure out who was cobbling shoes in my sleep. Turns out I have severe schizophrenia. Like, what, what? the fuck was that? <laughs> Is that what schizophrenia? No. No, no. He'd be more multiple personality disorder. And even then, mm. those are tangentially related at best. But I do like when the investigator goes to him, intimidate Skinner. I was like, I need to see Lisa Simpson's permanent record. He's like, can't show you that. Just, well, this is a nice, tidy office. Would be a shame if someone shuffled these papers. Oh, man. And he that shuffles son them. Of like, a... Oh, I can re easily put them back in order. Then he staples them. And that's Fuck. Like, oh. no! And I felt that fucking staple, man, in my soul. Good bit. And you can get that thing that looks like a little crocodile monster to pull a staple yeah. out, but those papers will never be the never same. Be. They'll be, have little tiny perforations in them that will never go away. Well, because he didn't straighten them either, so <sighs> that indentation from the staple is just going to be off from every bit of paper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get a bit of Homer, like drawing different facial expressions on with his disguise wax. Oh, yeah, the wax disguise is pretty funny. Puts, puts on his glasses, which is not a bad bit. Oh, mm. wackiness wax. Ooh, nice. wax. Nice. Waxiness. Yeah, I can't tell if it was diminishing returns, though, from the tear. Because, yeah, it's a joke that I hated, liked, and then was a. Huh? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't an amazing joke, mm. but it was enjoyable to watch anyway. But I yeah. think my favorite piece of whack is when. I know, the... we're still talking about this one, man. Oh, oh well. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. me. <laughs> trying to keep up the entertainment and pace of this episode. <laughs> Y'all are on your own. Breezing through all your notes, just ready to jump ship. We haven't explored this ship and found all the inventory things we can pick I up. I really been like Last the of look of Homer with the hair. With the Elvis hair, mm -hmm. he's gorgeous, you know? Mm. And then he adds the Buddy Holly glasses, and I'm just like, mm, girl, give me some of that. Ooh. <laughs> but then he adds, like, the fucking Bert from Ernie and Bert-style eyebrows. <laughs> the Bert from Ernie and Bert. <laughs> the no, Bert. wait, wait, wait. It's Bert and Ernie. It is not from Ernie and Bert. Parallel universe, motherfucker. What are you talking? It's so Ernie and Bert. Beach. Beach is Bert, Bert and Ernie. Ernie, 100%. Not even a question. Whoa. Bert and Ernie? It's Bert and Ernie. Are you crazy? Maybe. Are you from, like, Mirror's World, Backwards Man? <laughs> I always knew I was going to kill you here. <laughs> <laughs> In a hall of mirrors. Mm. So uh, any other wackiness? Oh, now you're Plenty. a <laughs> Yeah, I think my favorite bit was when the police are trying to trace the call at the Simpsons house, and they're like, okay, we've got a location. All right, let's go. Right after dinner. And there was mm. Flash Mars, this big expectant smile. Like, yeah, there's eh? tears hoping. <laughs> Is this working? I didn't mind the police in this so episode. So weird, man, but I loved it. Cut it out, Lou. You're making silly faces at me. <laughs> <laughs> this monkey just has my ex-wife's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the police in this episode. They're usually such the bane of my existence. Mm -hmm. You activist, you. <laughs> yeah, man. Simpsons. I was a member of Potato. 
man, those pigs really kept that makeup on. Mm. Or like everyone that saves them and rescues them and sells them and watches them and reports on them and journalizes, everyone's just like, no, 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 don't touch it. I like it on. <laughs> yeah, there was a weird bit where Homer's looking at all the pigs in uh, makeup. He's like, so sad, yet so sexy, yet so delicious. Like, yeah. Well, at in, least in isolation, I like the, the perfect indivi- animal, man. It's got it all. <laughs> I like the individual Magical statements. Animal. So sad, so sexy, so delicious. That could be like a Tinder profile. But um, <laughs> outside of that, I just, it's a little odd. Well, at least Homer was all talk. It is heavily implied that Cletus did the old, what do you call, episode one of Black Mirror. <laughs> Is that what we're calling? I mean, fair. <laughs> At least it's not out and out saying pig fucking. Yep. He fucked the shark. The, the beast with two backs and a pig. <laughs> you know when a, you know a show's really gone off the rails when they fuck the shark? <laughs> the beast with two baby back ribs. Hey! hey this guy. <laughs> Was this a particularly emotional episode of The Simpsons? No, and I did notice that point at the mm. start where they were like, trying to play for emotion points they were like for your oscar viewing nomination consideration and and marge is like oh honey i understand that you have feelings and lisa's like yes my feelings are understandable <laughs> what, what the fuck is with their uh, voice flawlessly man <laughs> if there ever was one no i think that was hard at the beginning with lisa's disappointment and homer just kind of not doing a bad job because he does literally go to get the diary he just yeah. gets distracted and finds something else and, oh, this will she do. never knows just how hard he had it you he, know he did genuinely try admittedly he didn't follow through he had it in his hand mm. like yeah but the amazing coincidence of homer doing another fucking multi-food sampling thing yep. but this one took only like five seconds yeah yeah and, and that's how it's done nola episode and you still got the idea that it was a long enough stretch of time that he'd, you know, be late to the toy store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nola episode. Yeah. Yeah, every, all of my failings in life from now on, I'll be like, point to it and say, well, at least they did better than that Nola episode. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm shit? no Christopher Nolan. Who's <laughs> <Just> that? <laughs> uh, he, he does... Batman goes to Hollywood. <laughs> oh, Nolan. Let's see how you dig your way out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan, right? Okay. Yeah. N- That's not bad. I, on, on the plus side, Elliot didn't get it at all. So yeah, you uh, know, right? no, but like, who's really the idiot? That is a potential bit. Christopher Nolan's like, if you do like Interstellar in the bay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You could do something with that. Yeah, it's back on you. Yeah. He's passed the idiot buck back. <sighs> the dark beignet rises. You know, donut. <laughs> oh, I regret everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Whenever all the soldiers pissed off from that bay. Memento Boy. No. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I didn't think you'd Inception. get that. No, the one after that, the World War Two, where all, everyone gets cornered by the Nazis yeah, yeah, in like yeah. 1940. Dunkirk? That's the one. Is it just Dunkirk? Yeah, it's just Dunkirk. Okay. He's a big fan of like single word. And mm. Shrimp on a bun, Kirk. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, now we can move on. Right. So where were we? Yeah, look, the emotions in this episode were pretty surface level, but I thought it was a good idea, and I don't exactly think they did it bad. It was just a little, I don't know, watered down or something. Yeah, it got a little bit left by the wayside as we mm. went on. Like, the moment of the confession didn't really land for me. Yeah, the it big was... thing that turns Lisa back around is Homer going, oh, when you were three, I was sobbing in a closet and you found me. It's like, that's yeah. not really remembering anything about her. You're remembering your yeah. own life. If anything, so... that's selfish. Dude, I think that, like, 
him doing lots of research because he wants to love his daughter yeah. is a good thing. Like, he suddenly wants to find out lots of stuff about his daughter. That's yeah. not... The intent is there. The effort is not. And he didn't pay the guy. I do like the line of, you should have paid me, Simpson. They are in yeah. retrospect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but that's it. Because Homer didn't realize that this wasn't the method to find out things about her. That, mm, you know, yeah. it Spending was the... time with her as well. Yeah. He was trying. Yeah. He was trying to do the right thing. You know what? Think of the episode where Bart builds a soapbox derby racer. At the beginning, Homer fails every single question on that fathership exam. And at the end, he passes it because he's spent time with his son. Yeah. He's learned things. Ooh. So there, because he knows things about about Lisa, he's more confident to spend time with her, and then he learns new things, and that's they all drink lemonade. <laughs> the end. Oh, he catches a cannonball man, just oh, like yeah. when he was in a cannonball man catcher. Yeah, according to that vet, he should have died after Giuseppe went into his to stomach. To be entirely fair, that guy says if you take another cannonball to the stomach, you will die. It's Not true. old man. Yeah, actually, mm, yeah. old old men way less. Yeah, especially yeah that Giuseppe dude. Yeah, he's a very skinny dude. Mm. Poor guy. I hope he's all right. I do like the line of, hey, that fixed my neck. Oh, wait, no, it's worse than ever. Poor yeah. guy. <laughs> but did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? So these are the characters we all know and love. A wacky one, for sure. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say, I think Homer's actually on the Golden Retriever side here. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, like a Golden Retriever, gets distracted with snacks and gets off tasks and mm. whatever. Yeah, and he does care. He just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I don't know how I feel about Lisa, you know? Yeah. Usually she's smart enough to see what the intent is there, you know? He's he's always she's always oh, I don't know. It it feels like she wouldn't maybe it's just me. I think because it was a birthday it sort of mm. allowed it to be driven home a bit more. Like cuz especially like it's not like he forgot a gift outright. It's just that he went to so much effort. He just didn't pass the Mad Libs test. Yeah. My favorite snack is McNuggets. <laughs> he did fall asleep during the thing. Oh, so true. I didn't like that because I thought they already did like an extended recording joke with the drooling. Yeah. And yeah. I thought doing the sleep was like a hat on a hat sort of thing. Hat on a hat? Why would anyone do that? Huh. Wear one hat. But he did he ever find out Lisa's preferred cigar size? <laughs> was it Romani? <laughs> was it? Robusto? I can't remember the word. <laughs> Romani. I don't know, I wrote it down wrong. And I think I got, I said romaine, and I'm like, no, that's lettuce. Mm. <laughs> but is that her favourite lettuce? Mm. But interesting, iceberg is a type of cigar. Yeah, well, there we go. The other thing about this video that I don't think was stated about is, of course, as well, Lisa wouldn't like it because of how ridiculously unwoke it is. Yeah. Yeah, with a lot of references to Indians instead of Native Americans, or what's the term? First Americans, I think, is the new term. Mm. Not entirely sure. Oh, there was there was that bit about he doesn't like Indian food. Oh, yeah, that's... Whoa! Well, he's eating pants, and he's like, better than Indian food. Yeah. I don't know if it's unwoke or just weird. Because... Dude, it was just, like, yeah. so out of place and yeah. ugly, you know? Yeah, yeah. It sucks as well, because it's like... I think that was a good joke, that he's doing this, yeah, big montage to, like, surf rocky music yep, of yep, eating yep. all the samples, and you see the... Dad, you're eating slacks. Yes. That's great. That's fine. Cut the joke. Why shit on Indian food? Why shit on Indian food? But a chicken, but those lamb kebabby things, delicious. Anyway, there's no need to call out anything particularly there. Yep. That was a perfectly fine joke to cut. Yeah, I totally... There's extra beat jokes littered throughout this episode, yeah. which is really yeah. bringing it down for me. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah, I mean, laundry episode, if it's on, that kind of deal, hangover. I don't think I would, man. Like, I, I think by tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a lot of trouble remembering any details about this one. That means it's fresh yet again, and that may have something to do with the liquor. 
But also, New Orleans' stank is getting right oh, all over yeah. this. Like, yeah, ordinarily watching an episode after watching a really bad one, it elevates yeah. it. This one, yeah. I feel, got caught in its undertow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, the New Orleans one, I'm going to tell my grandchildren about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Papa, please stop telling us this story. <laughs> <laughs> this story makes no sense, and it doesn't have... <laughs> total... Just get angry. Please stop, Papa. It's totally inconsistent. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love those kids so much. <laughs> Why does Bart get his eyes whited out? That doesn't make sense. Oh, oh a little Ernian, Bert. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, I'm going to have twins. They're going to be called Ern- Ernie and Bert. Er- Bert. Or Bernie and Ert. Even better. Take two. Use take two. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it again. And yeah, playlist. Would this go in playlists? Birthdays. Mm. So you know where Bart gets the radio thingy and ends up down a well. Yep. Or Lisa, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Wait, we don't reference that one anymore, do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were getting ahead of the whole Michael Jackson thing. It's like, what? This was Lisa's only birthday. Shut up. Mm-hmm. She never Find had another an- episode with a birthday, don't we? Dare you? Bye. There was no catchy song. Shut up. <laughs> now, this one might be a cross-series playlist, mm-hmm. but Showdowns in Houses of Mirrors? Oh, oh yes. yes. Enter the Dragon. Absolutely. About 40,000 others. I can care. That's Every, like... Everything in the in the seventies, and I do really like Homer's confidence. Ha ha! You can't shoot us all. Bang! Gets him straight away. <laughs> yes, <laughs> excellent bit. Uh, there will be a playlist connection with the next episode. Why I picked up, but we'll cover that later. Enter the dragon. Oh, <laughs> one where Homer eats like fifteen different foods in a row. Yep. Binging on samples. Same with uh, the one where they go to Japan because they're saving everything. All yes. oh, right. Oh, and the candy convention. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, exquisite. You do well. Trying sushi. Oh, yep, yep. Fugumi, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a sad episode. Man. It is. But then it was really happy, you know, the the relief of but, it all. And it proves Homer is a god because he should have died and he just <sighs> didn't. I mean, Hibbert handed him the pamphlet as well. So you're going, you're to, die. going to die. And he just didn't. BT, what would you change about this episode? I'd make it better. Cool um, advice. No, I just, I felt like the wackiness started to get out of hand. Yeah, I just kind of enjoyed the jokes a little bit less and less each time. So it's not that it's bad. It's just, I was, I found myself being like, but why should I laugh at you? Mm. And again, maybe it's the undertow suck of the previous episode that's really bringing me down mentally. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't as engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any fundamental problems with the story or anything. Mm. It just mm. feels third, fourth drafty. And like, I think this episode really makes all those classic Simpsons feel 40th drafty, you know? Yeah. yeah and it's a wash, I, man. Yeah. There's just so many extra beat jokes that need to be cut. And I love the central premise of the story. And also, now that I wh- think about it, what the, is the central se- premise the central, as you love it? Well, the central premise is okay. The investigator, sure, but then Homer doesn't pay him. Yep. So yep. sue Homer. Why do you then frame his daughter? How is that going to get you paid, investigator guy? Yeah, and then he goes to kill him as well, which is just like, you really don't know what the he consequence is, was meant to be. He is bad at his job. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's what I like. I like Homer hires private investigator to find out more about Lisa so it would appear that he cares about her. Yeah, but they just derail so well, heavily. the obvious sort of step there, I like that the the PI who suddenly knows all about Lisa mm-hmm. uses his, this information to his advantage, yep. but it's supposed to use it to make Homer look bad about Lisa. Mm-hmm. He should be framing Homer in a Lisa-related thing, not framing Lisa in a yeah. Peter-related He's thing. He's just got to be all... Yeah. You know, Homer's going to be, I'm not going to pay. He's like, okay, then I'll tell your daughter you paid me to follow you around. For real, man. Yeah, it's like the writers were like, yeah, really congratulating themselves for dropping the seeds because, yeah, they so go to the clever. protest, we're which then so clever. ends up playing a part later. But, yeah, like you said, it doesn't really make sense. So, mm. is that what you changed, Danny? 
that's the big thing. It it doesn't add up. I'm not really happy with the first half. Not the detective stuff. Like I quite like the detective game mm-hmm. stuff, but I feel it wasn't warranted. The whole birthday thing is a weak premise to wrap it around, you know? Mm-hmm. The diary and the ads. Oh, and the running bit of him being electrocuted. Fuck it all. Fuck it all off. Let's have a gritty noir. <laughs> 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 okay, so open, 1957, L.A., it's all in black and white, and some mobsters are chasing down a young woman through the streets. She's panicked, but she knows something she shouldn't. You just yes. want to watch a harder detective movie, don't you? I always yes. do. I always do. I have never not wanted to. <laughs> uh, and playing Dexter Colt was just Hank Azaria. It but wasn't Liam Neeson. No, but he based his performance on Robert Stack, and yeah, Elliot Gould was playing himself as well. Good for him. And that concludes the guest stars of this episode. So, final notes time. BT, what you got? I got a bunch, as always. Oh, of course. So, I do actually quite like the uh, Turbo Diary ad where it's like, yeah. the bully grabs her diary and it's like, I have a crush on Kenny. <laughs> That's me. You would like me, loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the girl's like, Turbo Diary, I love you. And then uh, Lisa runs in with the ad. She's like, Mom, Dad, I want a Turbo Diary. Like, Homer's like, ah, honey, no one likes a shell. <laughs> Dude, that felt so good. Yeah. I also love Girl Tech, a division of boy tech yeah yep. uh, i do like lisa's line of dad i'm a vegetarian still yeah yeah well then you're yeah. not gonna like your other <laughs> present just a distinctly rack chicken uh, perfect uh i love that joke the noir detective is in like underneath like a buzzing sign that just says neon signs yeah that was nice yep and of course with the e out so yep. non-signs mm-hmm. and a uh, little little personal injury here is once upon a time you and i elliot o'neill went to a simpsons trivia quiz and we got like a hundred percent except for one and the only one we missed was what was homer's email address oh that's chunky right. lover 53 at ol aol.com chunky lover 53 what were you trying to AOL. interrupt with Nothing important. Beach Baby 69 <laughs> underscore. All oh, right. Nothing important. <laughs> His cyberpunk character. <laughs> that um, character was important. Mm-hmm. It ruined our stealth mission into the office. <laughs> and it was really funny. <laughs> and effective. <laughs> Surprisingly effective. Gets the job done, man. He gets the job done. <laughs> the distraction was excellent. I do also like another good sign gag, which was like, bridge out. And the Homer drives through it, and Chief Wiggum's like, ha, the bridge is out. And then the tree moves. It's like, bridge outstanding by Overpass Monthly. Oh, yeah. uh, put this in the playlist of the X-Files, Die Diet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Man, I would subscribe the fuck out of Overpass Monthly. <laughs> so fascinating. <laughs> uh, and that is all my notes. Maybe I should hook you up with a subscription and help you bridge that gap. I mean, now it's time, and now it's time for final notes. Oh yeah, I keep it. Elliot's final notes. No, I wanted to change it to everyone's final notes. Do you have any final notes, Danny's? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Bart reading Lisa's diary. Wow, I really come off like a jerk in this thing. (laughs) Oh (laughs) snap, you got me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Flanders's movie, his version of the Mad Libs thing with. And yeah, you pointed out, he's wearing a Roger Ramjet suit. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Mm. And his name is Rod. <gasps> oh. There's a joke there. Mm. Um, but yeah, his hobbies, unlike Lisa's hobbies of McNuggets or whatever, mm-hmm. quiet, clapping, and diabetes. Yep. Those are my hobbies until the 12th grade. <laughs> you are the one of us in the room that does not have diabetes. <laughs> well, it's not the 12th grade. <laughs> Two, <laughs> one, zero. He only has as a hobby. <laughs> like, for me and you, it's a lifestyle, but... <laughs> Yeah, Homer really shoves Maggie. Like He really... Like, she thuds the ground. That's Lisa's best friend. I, know, I disagree. He <laughs> nudges her forward. She takes her usual couple of steps, then falls on her own. Dude, but she clonks. She doesn't usually clonk like that. She clonks. 
I really didn't like bit. the joke of Homer chopping up Bart's skateboard with an axe for the insurance money. Really strange. Mm. Oh, and Homer's email as well, right. So Matt Selman, the writer of this episode, secured that domain. Uh, and then, yeah, of course, the night after the episode airs, he opens it up. wonder if anyone messaged it. Yeah, yeah. Max mailbox yeah. allowance reached. <laughs> and so, yeah, he apparently replied to a few of them with, like, Simpsons quotes and pretending to be Homer and stuff. And nice. Saying, like, dear nerd. I didn't even know the internet had computers on it now. Or well, whatever yeah. he says. I love the reasonable request of the protesters. Gradual phase out over three <laughs> years. Yeah, that was When amazing. do we want it? Over, over the next three years. years. <laughs> uh, the private investigator's itemizing of his... Um, yeah. Oh, mm, yeah. I read this down as well. Mm. <laughs> well, if I ate the whole thing, then it would have been free. Like, silver bullets. I was originally <laughs> operating under the idea your daughter was a werewolf. It didn't, didn't pan, pan out. <laughs> <laughs> so there are great jokes in this episode. Yeah. And Ralph trying to be a cop yeah, as well. Yeah. I just Ralph being interrogated by the detective. <sighs> oh yeah. <laughs> this is a kid at my school. This is a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Homer's pseudonym of Lance Uppercut. That's a very good name. Mm. That's my grandfather's name. Lance Uppercut. <laughs> That's of the your New Jersey grand- uppercuts. Yeah. yeah. And my final note is the great visual joke of the uh, cigarette butts in the banana peel. Yep. Yes. Visually beautiful. Mm. Not like literally beautiful. The opposite, I guess. Taste-wise, disgusting. I found it a... Peeling. Stein rankless thing. (laughs) (laughs) I had to stop out that joke early. (laughs) (laughs) Like a banana full of cigarette butts. Ba-boom. Yeah, that was my plan. What are you ranking it, BT? I'm going to go with a bronze. There's some jokes here I quite like. I don't like where the story goes, but I have a good enough time on the journey. And maybe it's the liquor in my blood or the liquor in my brain, but uh, I had a good enough time to give it, you know, above a participant. I had a good good enough time, just not a great time. Mr. Roswell? Look, I would almost fail it. Um, I think I'm going to give it a participant, but That's fair. really I could fail it because I'm not happy with it. It's one that I think needs a lot of work to get to an acceptable standard. Mm-hmm. We've just come straight from the episode before, which was just like, wow, man. Like, whoa, hey, boom, boom, wow. Um, <laughs> I was like, boom, boom, wow. Yeah. Uh, Freaky deaky. So, like, this one is, is, is by no means a perfect episode. And I think if we set out to chop it in bits and improve it, there's a lot to work with. But it, is, it takes a lot of work and you'd have a very different episode by the time you were happy with it. You or being anyone. You being the audience. So, like, participant is generous, but I know that's going to sort of wash over me, you know? By the time we watch one more episode, I'm barely going to remember this one. Yeah, I don't know. For me, it just edges over to being bronze. I guess it's like bronze story, bronze jokes, but, like, participant execution. Mm-hmm. I think it's fairly on par with most of season 14 as well. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's okay. It's bronze. It's ah. teensy. Yep. And it'll be the second episode from season 14 to be called a dull bronze. It'll be joining Large Marge, which is an episode I regret giving a bronze. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if I'll say the same for this episode in the future. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But first, Elliot, what will we see? First, before we see Large Marge, Large and in Charge, and Elliot, Charge and Marge... Well, if you want to watch that in the future, that's your business. But for now, we have to watch an episode from the classic era. And fuck me, foot. This is a classic era episode, if ever I saw one. <laughs> oh, man. Just, season just 31, episode on, 3. Fuck me, foot. <laughs> Irish proverb. Oh, fuck me, foot. <laughs> All right, not here to question your culture, man. What's the episode? It's actually an Irish... Uh, it begins with a St. Patrick's Day special. It's Homer versus the 18th of Mad Men. Ooh, my God. 
it's a amendment to be. It's an amendment, amendment to be. And I'm hoping that they're right to find me. That might actually be a different episode now. It is. is. <laughs> well, we're going to find out what this episode is. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 8, Episode 18, Homer vs. the 18th Amendment. First released in March of 1997, it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by... Charles Swartzwater! Fuck you, dude! In this episode, it's the Beer Baron and goddamn Rex <laughs> Bannard and other things. What'd you think? Dude, Man. it's a classic, yeah. isn't it? It was a little slower to get started than I thought. And I'm like, the beginning, we got St. Patrick's Day and the parade and all that. I'm like, ah, yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. Okay, but as soon as Rex Banner comes on, boom, and it's just off with a shot. And when we even reached a certain point where I knew how much was still to come from quotes, and I was like, there's been so many great things already, and it feels like it's been going on for an hour in a good way, because there's so yeah. much episode in this episode. Yeah. It's packed. It is dense. What I think is a very quintessentially Schwartzwelderian joke moment of Homer walking out the wheelbarrow full of bowling balls like, oh wait, we got to better check the coast is clear. Yeah, it's probably clear. And then walks like yeah. two frames, then Marge there, which you can clearly see, but he yeah. just kind of plays with that frame. And that's where the joke comes from. It's a great Schwartzwelderian misdirect moment. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, the characters are undermined at so many turns in this episode. It's wonderful. <laughs> like, Chief Wiggum trying to hold up Homer, and it's like, you don't have a trigger on the gun. Yeah, and I had to sell most of the hand to feed my yeah. family. Poor Wiggum. Such a sad moment that's hilarious. <laughs> Poor Wiggum. It's, most... like, it's not, I had to sell the trigger and most of the handle. It's, I had to sell the trigger and most of the handle to feed, to my, feed family. my family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ralphie. Poor and Wiggum. Yeah, so funny. Um, look, the the, the the big thing, I guess the big thing for, for Uncle Daniel, mm-hmm. oh, that's that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the big thing is is when he's like, and another thing about prohibition, the law is the law. And Wiggum's yep. like, send them home to mama, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about all that. Oh, sorry, Kitty. And they just fire him off to his death. And he had just, yeah. like, shot a cat into outer space. <laughs> just, like, whole town watching. He's just like, we're going to kill this little fucking cat. Mm-hmm. Well, cats always land on their feet, so... Nope. Even if launched that, <laughs> that far and that quickly. Cat in a catapult. But no, what I like about that bit is the catapult is set up right in the beginning when they discuss the law. And it's like, anyone who disobeys this law shall be punished by a catapult. But by the end, you've kind of forgotten about that. Totally so it gets wrong. to both be a surprise, but something they have already mentioned. Well, because Homer's owning his own arrest here as mm. well. So you think, oh, he's cool with it. He's going to be okay. Oh, the catapult. And the old guy yeah. didn't go, just yeah. a reminder of what we said in the earlier in the episode. Remember how we set this oh up? Oh, my yeah. God. We totally said it. Oh, you. my God. <laughs> Chekhov's catapult Give me five minutes with the writers of that episode I swear to god But also this is kind of a like looky here ending like it's yeah. not even to the effort of yeah. blowing the dust off it or something or here's another book it's just oh there's more words I've on this page more lines <laughs> yes. the parchment. you even get Quimby going wow that was unexpected when they yeah. launched Rex Banner there were more lines on this same page <laughs> <laughs> it's like Futurama in it's like absurdity yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much absurd and dumbness, but before we get to the wackiness, have you ever seen this episode before? My gosh, yes. Oh, once or twice, or thrice, or twice, or... Yeah, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all kind of harmonizing with this episode a little bit. Like yeah. <laughs> right, A number of pre-quotes I have to write down, so I would have time to write down the next quote. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, there. Yeah. Wackiness, was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? 
I mean, hell yeah, but also in such a delightful way, like Moe's Pet Shop. Um, <laughs> and then just the classic shop. pulling the lever and all the gears kind of fold back and everyone, then everyone yes. just hides the beer behind their back. <laughs> the, they still cheers. Ah. Eddie and Lou totally were in viewing of oh, yeah, the chairs. Sure. Of course they were. The Warner Brothers-y, like, system of pipes yep. underneath the town somehow. Yeah, yeah, to that sort of almost powerhouse. Yeah. I have one question for you. What kind of pet store has rambunctious yahoos and hot jazz at 1 a.m.? <laughs> the uh, hey, best uh. time kind. <laughs> Homer answering the beer baron on the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. Yes, I will. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just how yeah. obvious Homer makes himself as well. Walking by Rex ba- Banner with a red b- a fucking. It's called a radio flyer, that particular type of uh, little, little red wagon. Red wagon. Uh, uh, full of, you know, mash, grain, and. And like tequila worms. Yeah, yeah, tequila worms. <laughs> just like barley. Okay, sour yeah. mash. Oh, just, tequila worms. And he just says hello to him, and he's wearing a rambunctious new hat that says, "Hey, Brex Banner, I've got a new hat." <laughs> new hat playlist, dude. His basement is like thirty-seven hospital beds wide. It grew it's so big, bro. <laughs> Holy shit, man! Like mm-hmm. the, the, the you, yeah, you, where the house is basically a TARDIS of endlessly unfolding rooms. Dude, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's upsetting me. <laughs> I haven't even got a basement. I'm sorry. I'm uh, lashing out, and you're missing out. They're pretty good. I did see they still did have the giant carved wooden head that Burns gave him. A stop a lopper kettle. If you say his name three times, he appears in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to speak ancient Aztec, though. That's and take up a lot of room. <laughs> yeah, we'll all be crushed horribly. <laughs> <laughs> no one can say his name three times fast anyway. I'm not going to stop, try. Stop daring me. <laughs> Off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Any other wackiness? I suppose the St. Patrick's Day parade thing at the start. Yeah. Which, got to say, wasn't my favorite bit of the episode. <laughs> Pretty offensive, dude. They had a, they had a mm. bombing. Mm. Yeah. That was a little weird because for a lot of it, you could say, okay, this isn't necessarily meant to be inherited of, sorry, interpretive of Irish heritage. This is just what people do on St. Patrick's Day with the excuse of, oh, it's Ireland, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, but, it's uh, about Americans being drunk, not but, Irish. Yeah, but then when you start yeah, blowing up British banks, it's like, this yeah. feels very specifically aimed at Ireland. Yeah, this episode was uh, censored in the UK because of that. Well, no, yeah, no shit. That's a sore point for sure. Yeah. It's just, yeah, weird that they do that joke, but then they... It's fucking weird. Also made a conscious effort to not show Bart directly drinking beer. Mm. He had to drink it via Vuvuzela. You didn't even have a name back then. Mm. It's just that loud fucking annoying horn thing. Mm. Now they're banned at most places. Thank right. fuck. I'm, expect- I'm just leaving space for you to like play the sound effect of one. Hell no. I so, know you like, but... uh, so there was like... Uh, leprechaun float, there was like a rainbow pot of gold float. Yep. There then was there your was classic like, Irish cop of nothing to see here, toy to toy. Cop, there was a cop saying toy to toy. Then there was like a bunch of Irish beating their wife drunks or something. Uh, there were a bunch of like angry Irish writers who uh, got into fights with the crowd. I don't believe there was any wife beating that I recall. Rioters or? Writers. Oh, Writers. Writers. Angry Irish writers. Also but- a float dedicated to the Irish wristwatch. Irish oh. wristwatch. That, no, that's Was great. there or are you just showing off? <laughs> I just, I'm just showing off. Yeah. I wanted to see if I could land it. I did. <laughs> wow. Why are you Irish wristwatching? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but while we are talking about the Irish section and the St. Patrick's Day, I got a little bit of a fashion corner. <laughs> Wink. 
<laughs> Everyone's green. Everyone's green. It actually caught me off guard when I saw first on Lisa in green. I was like, oh, she's wearing green. I was like, oh, there's been one of those misprints like in season one. <laughs> but seconds later, I was like, oh, Daniel, you goose. It's the thing with the green clothes. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. you goose, Daniel. What are you, you doing? You would have gotten pinched. And I do like yeah. Lisa's whenever all the kids see Bart wearing his regular clothes like, <gasps> and just rush and start yeah. pinching him. And Lisa's like, hey, no one's pinching his legs. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Were either of you ever the guy that forgot to did you ever fucking uniform it on Mufti Day? No. I'm pretty sure I only uniformed it on Mufti Day. Oh, I you're sat a all alone in the corner. Yeah, even I made fun of you then. Yeah. Well, I had to stand outside all alone with my football, looking in the windows at the other kids practicing <laughs> piano. Well, double cross reference, all right. <laughs> but even the characters who are prominently green, like Marge and Lenny. Lenny mm-hmm. had green suspenders. Marge grained up her yeah. hair. Yeah, I loved all the green fashion in this. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> but let's also appreciate Marge's love of watching parades, all the joy, excitement, and looking. Yes, yes, she's filled with so many emotions. Joy, excitement, and looking. Oh, fuck, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I love the detail of, oh, Bart, you're just going to throw it out on the car window on the ride home. You get bored of them so easily, but not this time. Yeah. Like, again, the the visual imagery conjured up by that. that It's perfect. It's every kid at the Easter show, isn't it? Yeah. And as we pointed out in the episode, like, Apu's then like, come on, everybody, let's get naked. And they're like, yeah, it's just getting started. And that's all good. But then Mrs. Glick is like, oh, that boy is drunk. Mm. (laughs) Mrs. Glick was so down for the orgy until that boy. Oh, yeah. I don't think that was Mrs. Glick. I know, it was a random old woman. But do you have a name for her? No. Uh, But did you want to mention when you saw Mrs. Glick later in the episode? Oh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> um, that was one of those little tricks of the camera, mm. you know? Tricks, smoke and mirrors of film and photography. Yep. Chiroscuro, they call it, the mm. art of light and shadow. He thought the back of Mrs. Glick was like a bag of purple potatoes or something. <laughs> no, yeah, I could get that. That's a weird ink blot test, but it passes. Teletubby. It looked like a Teletubby <laughs> with little antenna horns coming out of his head. You know what? This is a silly conversation. Let's move on. All right. How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? This isn't like a hard one. It's, you know, uh, wacky hijinks, but grounded in the reality of wanting to drink. Mm. Yes. There was like Homer enjoying being the town hero. Yeah, I, you think, know? I think Marge sums it up as like, you know, you've had the thrill of being a criminal and all this kind of bootlegger and yeah. stuff. Maybe it's time to pack in. I like that Homer does listen to her only after an alcohol explosion sets him on fire, but still. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that Homer, it must have been that bean I ate. Yeah. Homer, don't pretend you're making those sounds. And then just the dissatisfied boom. Boom. <laughs> oh, God, that's the funniest thing. I've considered your proposal. <laughs> oh, man. Kablamo! Excuse me again, dear. Bean singular. <laughs> bean. Oh, God. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's so much plot in this episode. I forget that, yeah, by the time he's making his own hooch, that's all of, like, three scenes. Yeah, yeah. exactly, because I was, like, sitting there watching it, and, like, we're not even out of beer. We haven't even gone to making his own beer yet. Yeah. Holy crap. So much episode in this episode. And bathtub mint juleps. <laughs> you know what? I fucking love a good mint julep, oh, yeah, it's actually. it's really refreshing. Oh, man, I uh, fucking love a good bathtub. <laughs> very refreshing. Yeah. But, yeah one Full of, the, of mint julep. And, naturally, one of them is la- labeled 12-year-old scotch. okay that just clicked (laughs) Ah, it's good good stuff man so so much for the heart of this episode this is a Mm. yeah kind of it's not a hearty episode although my heart did go like bump when um, 
No, I was thinking about the cat being fired out of the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> that is distressing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a bit of a, a cruel thing to have the hero of the episode launch a cat. Yeah, um, launch but a then cat. he got his. Rex Banner's not a hero. He, he got his cat. Why is he not a hero? Hey, he got catapulted right after that. He got his catapults. It was terrible. Catapults. 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 His but with cats. Catapults. There's something there. Rex ba- Why is Rex Banner not a hero? Sorry. Is the antagonist. He's enforcing a shitty law and he's doing a bad job at policing and he's also harassing innocent civilians. It's true. I, I was... ACAB. <laughs> was he doing a bad job at policing? He was randomly grabbing strangers and asking if they were the beer baron. That was uh, not the best police work. He was searching for information, looking for clues. By grabbing random citizens and That's asking. That's called a random spot check. <laughs> true. Hey, to be fair, he was doing it totally at random. Yeah. He wasn't profiling anybody. Not even slightly. Not even when he maybe should have with the guy with the wagon full of uh, alcohol ingredients. Yeah. yeah, but he was out there doing the legwork himself, you That's know? That's true. He got the police force to shape up a bit, but... Mm. Sure did. But they also clearly saw all that beer and did nothing, so they don't yeah. like him. They had no trouble sending him back to Mama. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think he was a nice guy, mm-hmm. but you know, he was a hero of the... Of the... <laughs> Go to your room, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, I do like Marge getting on board and, you know, her mil- and look how much money I made. Ooh. Yeah. It's rare to see her do that. Yeah. And I think it, it really worked here. And especially because she's not a big booze hound, but she believes in the freedom to drink. That's yeah. nice. No, that's it. She'd have more than a half a glass of wine a day. <laughs> she just can't drink that much. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Marge. To Marge. <laughs> to Marge. <laughs> Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are the characters behaving like themselves? Come on. This is classic Schwartzweldian. Yes. Mm. Yes, it did. Like, Homer's magnetic attraction to wacky hijinks is the heart of the show, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I like that he gets this job not by falling ass backwards into it, but through his own ingenuity, which yeah. is quite impressive, as Marge says. Bart looking up to him. Bart mm. always finds ways to look up to Homer, even though Homer mm. is such a fucking... Yeah. See, boy, the real money's in bootlegging, not your petty <laughs> vandalism. Yes. So many yes. Western nights. <laughs> No, but like nothing love more than a good Homer Bart caper and For sure. also yeah. their hubris. It's that stupid Rex Banner. Yeah, yeah, look at him trying to aim that stupid gun. <laughs> hubris is the right word. Uh, humorous hubris. Mm. Humorous. <laughs> Even Marge like being a, a fastidious fastidious but like having a soft spot for Homer even in his illegal capers and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's face it, danger is sexy, and so is money, and he's got both, baby. Well, you forgot to mention the essential third thing. A new hat. <laughs> you mean a, a hot? You got me. Hot? Hot? Didn't you mispronounce hat? No. I think this is a Mrs. Glicked Potatoes thing again. Didn't she mispronounce hat? I didn't think so, but... um, When Bart had that, like, top hat on... Oh, oh, way back in the yeah. first episode. Maybe then. I don't remember that. <laughs> Wait. That wasn't this that episode. Wasn't this episode? There's a new hat in this episode. We got confused. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay. We could talk about your hat. We could talk about your hat. Your hat. 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 But also, another unintentional theme. Yeah. Hot jazz music. Hot jazz. Hot jazz and new hats. What we're all about here. The mm-hmm. Simpsons Index. And rambunctious yahoos and drinking. Who thinks you could? It's possible to mispronounce hat. Write in with your 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 attempts. <laughs> Fence. <laughs> How'd I go? Spelled and pronounced differently, but okay. A duck. <laughs> a duck could be a hat. 
Read the next one, the non-duck one. <laughs> oh, oh shit. require ducks to wear long pants. Especially I- in that voice, ducks to wear long pants. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I meant to check this episode to see if there was like a background reference with, you know, ducks wearing pants in it. I don't mm-hmm. think there was, though. I forgot. But I um, forgot to check. It's illegal to put squirrels down your pants for the purposes of gambling. What about squirrels down my pants? <laughs> oh, and like the police officer, there's also the episode where that duck's got a badge in his mouth. <laughs> I did love that. Duck yes. in that shirt. Shine those shoes. Take that badge out of your mouth. There's something <laughs> rules of threes. There's something Futuramary again about mm. having like an old guy with a long scroll full of laws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just absurdist enough in... Like, Futurama's got that thing where they're absurdist, but you know it's to the point of getting the joke out, you know? Because yeah. it's a character archetype. It's just... It he doesn't looks like Farnsworth. Yeah, true. With that, yeah, wrinkly, pointy mm. head. But yeah, it's a character archetype. It's just one, not one we've seen in The Simpsons. And it's like, yeah. why is this here? Why does this episode all of a sudden have a fucking 50s feel? Like, For real, man. Or because 40s. it's Prohibition. When, yeah, when was Prohibition? Uh, 1920 to 1933. Yeah, especially with Prohibition. Fuck. I can't wait, Shag, until Ernie and Bert, your grandkids, are talking about, yeah. Or Bernie and Ert. (laughs) Of course. They're talking about, yeah, back when ecstasy was prohibited and marijuana. What terrible times were these, Papa? (laughs) Pass the Eckies, please. Yeah. Yeah. More you... pingers, friend? <laughs> Buy them in skills bags. <laughs> Do you want the spoon? No, oh, I'm shelving mine. <laughs> now, now, you've got to finish your dinner before you can shelve your pingers. What's wrong with my Sundays? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough pingers. <laughs> L- legalized drugs, ACAB. Would you watch this episode again? Abso-fucking-lutely. Yeah, of course I would. Of course I would. Playlist. What playlist is going? New hat. New hat playlist. Yep, yep. Mm, Jazzy mm, episodes. mm. Definitely get some of that Bleeding Gums Murphy. And also, yeah, new hat. So Tom Landry's hat from Mm -hmm. You Only Move Twice and Malibu Stacey's new hat. Yep, and Abe Simpson's new hat. Oh, Abe Simpson's hat. Old man and not where he gets all the money. Oh, and when Homer gets that hat that the Texan wore on the day Kennedy was shot and it always brings good luck. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, references to Nighthawks, because I'm sure we've done this before. and I In that same episode where Abe gets the fez. Yeah, there you go. By Edward Hooper, who I wanted to call out because someone said Edward Hooper is the perfect artist for social distancing because all his characters are really far apart from each other. <laughs> wow. like, yeah, nicely done. Oh, Check him out. A visionary. Uh, I'd say like 20Z Casablanca sort of references. Yeah. Mm, those are good episodes. Yeah, actually characters based on Robert Stack. Um, yes. And yeah, I guess... Uh, so, did you guys get that impression that from the last episode that was a bad Rex Banner? Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. What yep no one near as much fun. Dexter Colt. Mm-hmm. But someone called him Seamus. Yeah, it's a reference to the term Brother Seamus. Uh, early detectives were often Irish, and for some reason, it was just a slang term for like Flatfoot. Uh, it was just you know a term for a detective. Yeah, I don't Seamus. know how this Brother confused Seamus. you because it was Nelson, so it, and he was saying it in an insulting way. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how that perplexed you. I'm still yeah. perplexed. I'll have to do some more reading about that. Where the term came from, I'm not entirely certain. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just an old nickname for, you know, your gumshoes. Really? Uh, hard Shamish. case detectives. Yep. Wow. BT, what would you change? Oh, my gosh. Just that beginning. <laughs> yeah. I was all prepared mm. to say nothing. Mm. It was just, you know, even the slight tone deafness of uh, all the Irish stereotypes. I think we're all a little... Uh, mm. um, 
but just you can tighten those, those screws a tiny bit. But yeah, like I said, as soon as we get to Rex Banner, it just takes off. And from there on, it is a flawless episode. How about you, Shag? What would you like to change? That's sort of my same idea. Like, I'm happy with the direction it's going in. They need to find a reason to ban alcohol. First off, it didn't need to be St. Patrick's Day. didn't need to be Irish. Like, the first thing was, how many Irish stereotypes can we make fun of in a row? We didn't need all of that. We needed a reason for them to get rid of of drinking i think something like you know the one where they 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 baseball uh where they get really drunk drive around the baseball pitch at school <laughs> yeah yeah we know all your no secrets, secrets. Yeah. dude there's so many better ways for a town to suddenly get upset at alcoholics yeah what i like about the parade though is that it's got kent brockman narrating narrating and getting frustrated like as his booth at the parade gets yeah. overtaken yeah. by drunks and boston people having fights and stuff and then they do this clever thing where they show like live footage of the parade at moe's zoom in on that tv with bart doing the what are you yep. looking at mm. and then that turns into a replay mm-hmm. of like last night's yeah, yeah. news with kent brockman uh reinstating yeah. his yeah. anger I agree that the Irish stuff didn't need to be there, but I think that idea of having a parade that Kent Brockman can do that transition is totally worth it. Yeah, it all you know implies the transition of time and the consequences thereof. Did you have any other things you'd like to change? Kind of just walked all over your point there, sorry. Ooh. I, look, I see what you're saying. Like, I feel like that bit was clever directing or clever camera ship, but what I would change is in the third act... So Rex steps on the catapult. Rex is fired out in outer space. Wiggum is back in business. Wiggum suddenly pulls off the hat, puts on... <laughs> and his face comes with it, his rubber face. And yeah. underneath Lisa Simpson, she goes, Ha! I caught you all! Everyone's like, What? And <laughs> Okay, and then... Your ideas are improving this episode of Mansley. <laughs> Get Swartzwelder on the phone. All right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. I take that back. Oh. Moe's pet shop gets arrested for product testing makeup on the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching the monkeys to smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Five at a time. Five at a time. Four for every orifice. <laughs> Um, so the guest star of this episode was was dave thomas playing rex banner you probably don't know him by name because yeah used to front matchbox 20 (laughs) good pull yeah uh no he was uh one of the big players on sctv him and rick moranis did the sketch team of bob and doug which uh came from sctv a canadian sketch show and they were like doing a bunch of Canadian stereotypes of, like, form of tour guides and reporters and stuff. Mm-hmm. That sort of shtick. But, yeah, he's been on fucking everything. And, yeah, he was really good in this. Also doing a Robert Stack impression. It's just so weird that The Simpsons returned to this well again. Yeah. But, like, didn't have it be Rex Banner. Just, oh, this is a character with his exact traits and mannerisms, but we couldn't get Dave back. Mm. And the other guest star of this episode was Joe Mantegna returning as Fat Tony. Yeah, nice. They still have Fat Tony without John Montana, don't they? No, he's been voicing it for ages, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, except now the character is actually Fit Tony, who uh, uh, because they killed Fat Tony, so his cousin Fit Tony came to town. But no. then Fit Tony put on a bunch of weight uh, from the stress no. of running the mafia, so they just decided to keep calling no. him Fat Tony. Burn it all down. <laughs> so technically... 
They changed character, but they didn't change actor. Wow. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, missed ten, <laughs> I missed 10 seconds ago when I didn't know that. Dude. <laughs> Dude. How do you sit through this day after day? <laughs> 173 episodes. Woo! We are almost time ready to rank this thing. But first I must ask PT, do you have any other notes about this episode before we rank this thing? Oh my gosh, I have a shit ton. Are we ready for all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Unless other people want to go first and I'll tick mine off as you go. Do you have any other notes, Shag? They'll come to me when they come to me. All right, maybe me and you, Beach, we'll just go note for note. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, my first one is Homer's like... Pfft. Prohibition. They tried that in the movies and it didn't work. <laughs> Elliot. Won't somebody please think of the children playlist? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, and during the protest they have a mm. sign that says draft men, not beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was with that? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, isn't that speaking on sort of some of those values? It's like, ban alcohol, ban drugs, but was good. Yeah, yep. yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, Chief Wigan goes, oh, please, please. Most of the founding fathers were either drunk or on cocaine. <laughs> Yes. It was uh, presidents, astronauts, and Major League Baseball. Oh, right. <laughs> Major League like, Baseball. Something like that. I didn't quite catch it, but it was a brilliant moment. Um, they have introduced Duff Zero, which goes bankrupt in 30 minutes. <laughs> the way this episode plays with time like that, mm. like, yeah, how long will it take to flood the streets with alcohol again? Give me four minutes. Five, five minutes, minutes later. <laughs> and Yeah, even Mo going, yeah, that was a scary couple of hours. Previously fainting over mm. the news that prohibition is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and Bernice as well fainted. <laughs> Did you see this, Bernice? <laughs> Poor Bernice. Chief Wiggum was drunkenly dancing with a returning Princess Kashmir. Oh, yes. uh, that's great. There was an amazing shot of her undercarriage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought undercarriage was uh, when you have a Tommy like mine. It's a special spot on, on it's different on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just thought it was the taint, but all right. Um, so you see? You see? Quibi, different on everyone. All like, it's like the whole, you know, what does first, th second, third base thing mean? Everyone's got a different definition of it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm. Uh, the first three levels of Wolfenstein. <laughs> Tough. Quimby's all like, oh, you low-income nobodies, get out of my office. Uh, election in November. Again! Damn this country. Shag, I did not see that joke coming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I had all my laughs in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Beach. <laughs> oh, what are you looking for? A kiss goodbye? Well, uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> Even before there, where uh, he's sitting in the chair watching TV, Rex Banner comes in, knocks the TV down, kicks him out the chair. Hey, I was watching that and sitting, sitting there. there. <laughs> Paul Wiggum. Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. Well, his deputy has a badge in his mouth. Why? Because <laughs> it's funny. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, how do you know you don't like bribes if you never take one? Hey, say, this is pretty <laughs> nice. Feels no. It's pretty nice. <laughs> how about some turpentine or cock? Delicious cock. Mm. It's just like, was John Swartzwater in his garage writing those? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> pretty much. Can I arrest any of you for anything? Door-to-door <laughs> <laughs> -door fucking cop work. Yep. <laughs> uh, just like America. Poor Wiggum. Poor Wiggum. Poor Wiggum. Rex Banner's methods of stopping a flow of booze with just building a wall in the middle of the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Having a fucking cop's Tommy gun, the beer barrels. Oh, that was mm. a beautiful shot, though. It was so Dick Tracy. Yeah, mm. more Tommy guns, I say. Yeah. It's like when uh, Homer's all just, think of a plan, boy, and Bart's just on his, standing on his head like, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, Homer was like, oh, I'll think of something. Fade <laughs> Maybe out. I do, Chief. Maybe, Maybe I, I do. do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if not back, avenge death. Classic. Yeah, and oh. I do like how it gets more and more casual. Going out, if not back, avenge death. Yep. <laughs>
I used to be able to go down there. <laughs> Another two weeks, and he'll have a little sign on his desk. Yeah. Not back avenged death. Yep. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Instead of, yeah, open or close, it's open and if not back avenged yeah. death. Um, when they're loading up all the beer into the car, it's like, okay, Bart, don't mention this to anyone. Not to your mother, not Rex Banner. <laughs> I love that because I felt like it felt like it was going to be a rule of threes, but it like got undercut with a two. Yeah. It's like... Here's the two people what, off the top yeah. of the head. <laughs> who, yeah, who else is going to yeah, tell yeah. what's going to matter? That's it. It's like, who matters to the audience in this episode? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Chief, you barely touched your banana kaboom. He's <laughs> <laughs> the saddest man with the most spectacular ice cream. And it's, it's not a happy birthday, just random detail aside. Oh, it's also Rex Banner's birthday in amongst all yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, bet he didn't get a Mad Lib videotape. When they come back after the exciting car chase, Marge's like, what happened? Nothing. The car didn't have broken axles before. Oh, before, before. before. You're living in the past. Quit living in the past. <laughs> uh, baby turtles and alligators might seem like a good idea for a pet, but they grow up. Let's go, boys. Oh. <laughs> he is dumb. He is a bad detective. Yep, but he has such a good heart. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want none of those throwaway uh, alligators in yeah, his sewers. He knows what happens, man. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Marge. So long. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Yep. Oh, those liquor clouds over Evergreen Terrace have disappeared. Oh Bad yeah, call. that is pretty dumb. <laughs> I do like. What about the beer baron? Well, I suspect he was an invention of the media. The idea that someone can operate right on my nose is laughable. <laughs> well, you know what laughter sounds like. Again, with an episode that is so packed to the brim, it's just it's amazing. I pull the brakes for this moment. Yeah, I do know what laughter sounds like. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and that's the end of my notes. All right. Well, I've got two more. Actually, three more. One is, you're forgetting something, Chief. I filled the balls with a funnel. Ooh. I love funnel jerks. Uh, to alcohol, the cause and solution of all life's problems. Yeah. I used to have a one and a half liter beer mug that said that on it. My final note is, X stop off a kettle, let's stop off a kettle, let's stop off a kettle. Damn, <laughs> I lost it at the end. I don't think he's going to appear tonight. Yeah. It's time to rank this thing, and it's my turn to go first this time. Woo! Yeah, I'm giving a Cubic Zirconia. This is honestly one of my favorite episodes. Rex Banner's one of my favorite one-time characters. Mm-hmm. I was ragging on him for being stupid, but honestly, this is a thing of fucking line delivery, and mm. uh, just execution in writing is phenomenal. Like, the St. Patrick's Day thing is a shame, but because it's all over with so quickly and that mm. I can find a bright spot in it, it doesn't actually bother me that much. Uh, true, astounding bit of writing. Uh, BT, you're next. Yeah, Cubic Zirconia. The worst part of this is still reasonably okay. It's just a bit slow and a bit... Eh. But even then, it's over three minutes, maybe. Not That's even. About it. Yeah. So, and then the rest of it is just whoosh, amazing stuff. Danny, finish her off. Well, I'm going to give it a gold. Really? Yeah. Mm. Because Cubic Zirconia is for those flawless, untouchable things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't is, mean flawless. It means it essential. It really does. No, you it cannot doesn't. rank it better than a cubic zirconia. That is the best ranking there is for the best of the best. Yeah, but a 10 out of 10, and any review publication will say this, does not mean flawless perfect. It just means it's in that masterpiece section. And Just yeah, to clarify, it doesn't mean perfect, it means essential. The good parts were good, the great parts were great, but the bad parts were bad. So I'm going to give it a gold. Oh. Wow. Really? Yeah. Look how serious he is. He's being serious. That's my serious face. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, this will be a dull cubic. Really? Hey, man, don't 
try to put your finger on the scales. You're trying to skew the results here. I know, but this is like when fucking Phil reviewed Homie the Clown, and I'm just like, what more do you want? Beach. <laughs> yeah? Beach. What? This isn't triple cubic. I'd say the beginning is a tarnish, but whether or not it's a tarnish yeah. it downs the entire episode. Well, that, it well, is the setup. It's a tarnish. Well, it's, just, just, it's, it's the well, setup for what's more. If it's got two cubics yeah. and then a gold, that's the tarnish. But, it's not like three golds yeah, tarnish. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I would also argue that it's like saying, hey, the foundations of this amazing house are a bit eh. One gold out of two diamonds mm-hmm. is as little tarnish as an episode can it's still, have. It's still a good rank. That's the thing we say. No, I, I'm just surprised because, yeah, this is so, uh, yeah an all-timer for so many people and... Sure, man. He's going to get yelled but at, and it's going to be I think Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm bracing for some yellings. All right, well, averaging out, this will be a dull cubic zirconia. It'll be joining other episodes from season eight. It'll be the sixth episode from season eight to be called a dull cubic zirconia. Mm-hmm. It'll be joining Bart After Dark with the nice. Maison Derriere. Yep. A Millhouse Divided when Kirk and Luann split up. Mm-hmm. Lisa's Date with Density when she dates wow. Nelson. Dude, that is a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that great. Dude, it's good. This one's better. No way. <laughs> I this mean, one... look at the index. Someone, some kind of genius, only ranked it a gold instead of a cubic. So I feel like someone was in the right on that episode. I mean, yeah. it's it's very good. Gold is a good ranking. Damn you, is, it, is it perfect? Uh, no, definitely not. I'll also be joining in March We Trust, the Listen Lady, and Ooh. the Simpsons spin-off showcase. Ah, nice. You know, this one and the Maison Derriere does make sense to me. They do feel about the same sort of... There's a comparison to be made. Yeah. Though. Well, yeah, it is in season eight where the veneer of The Simpsons is starting to wear a little bit. <laughs> like, it's still an excellent season, but yeah, it does still have a... Yeah, well, that's it. It's a good episode, but I, I don't want to feel like it's a flawless episode. And in a rare time, we've got a reputation justified for a classic episode. Is that reputation Ooh. justified? Is that reputation justified? Robert Canning of IGN. Ooh, Robert, Robert the Feather Touch Canning. It's my favorite episode of the series, 9.8 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> Favorite, <laughs> not 10 out of 10, not three cubics. Mm-hmm. It's just wild that the feather touch said, best episode ever. 0.2 marks What the fuck is that? <laughs> well, maybe he appreciates that just because it's favorite doesn't mean it's flawless. It's but then again, his favorite. Yeah. It's the top of his yeah. scale. Which caps out at 9.8, 8, apparently. I mean, like, Bioshock's one of my all-time favorite games. I would still 9 out of 10 it. No. Then what is 10 out of 10? Uh, the only 10 out of 10s I've ever given was Super Mario Galaxy 2 and Braid. Neither are your favorite game, though. No. Hmm. You are one son of a gun, aren't you? I know what I like, and I know how to rank things. You know what you'd like, Yep. but it's not I know as how good as things could be. I know what, for me personally, makes something better than what is necessarily objectively great. Henceforth, Lisa's date with density, gold. <laughs> this Still guy. arguing about an episode some this 150 guy. episodes I after we reviewed I found my it. hill and I shall die here. <laughs> the same hill that Lisa Nelson kissed on and it was a beautiful moment. Fuck you, man. You can see the exact frame where his heart breaks. I know. And it doesn't break enough. Ooh. The Ralph <laughs> episode. I was the solo gold on that one. There's a hill to die on. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I sort of hinted at it earlier where... 173 odd episodes into this podcast and mm-hmm. prime number we finally made it halfway <laughs> well yeah assuming that the simpsons will keep on going forever they won't ma- ever stop. fear they have stories for you is it really a prime number yeah yeah i'm pretty sure how do you know i mean divide it by something one <laughs> ourself <laughs> <laughs> so i did the math and yeah we've got like 50 episodes of the podcast left mm. before we catch up to the simpsons what? yeah yeah 
So yeah, I just thought I wanted to mention that, that yeah, we're essentially now in our final year of the podcast. What? We're all grown up. I know, it's been, yeah, four and a bit years now. And what? That'll bring Beautiful. us up to five. I know, we're just like little babies in the yeah. dank. Little drunk babies. Do you guys remember that time when... <laughs> oh, I sure do. Hey, 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 don't turn this into a clip show. <laughs> We've reviewed all the clip shows. It took hours, but we did it. It's done. <laughs> but no, I just sort of wanted to mention it as well for, you know, our listeners. If there's anyone you want to have us back or in particular episodes do you want us to do, now's the time. We've only got 50 shows left. And as I can say from doing 173 th- of these things now, that time will fly by. Mm. Full of such exciting moments as... Stop as, it. As, as. <laughs> Stop. You're drifting. You're going all dreamy. <laughs> put that harp away. Damn it. Someone put the room back in focus. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, if you want us, uh, any particular guests or whatever, hit them up, hit us up, let us know. But, I mean, before we get out of here, we got a little bit of time. What have we been into lately? Books, TV, music, movies. We haven't done this bit in a while. We've had a lot of new guests lately, and there have been a lot of new sandwiches to cover. Mm, so many sandwiches. Mm. Oh, by the way, Chag, I tried looking for that document that you gave us for the Dan Burger. My sandwich is gone? And I can't find it, but so I've just put on the website, just, is this accurate? The Dan Burger is like a burger with a lot except pineapple? I guess it'll do. It's not as pretentious as my first yeah, burger. Did, didn't you have like a saga written for that? I tried finding it. It's, I just lost to the annals it of mi- MSN it, Messenger. It might be on my computer. Depends if I looked That's it up on my phone. That's the way it goes, man. Green sometimes you eat the burger and sometimes the burger eats <laughs> dust. <laughs> what have you been into lately, Beach? I'm trying to find, I had a list a long time Ooh. ago of garbage that I hated. A list of garbage? Uh, yeah, there we go. Green found those it. Cans. Um, things I hated. The new remake of Pet Cemetery. Yep. Uh, Detective oh, Pikachu. Oh, with John Lithgow. Oh, man, Detective Pikachu was shit. Yep. You do a John Lithgow voice by doing the face that you'd say when you're saying Gow with Lithgow. Yep. A lot of history okay. in that rod. No, the actually, like, the 80s version of Pet Cemetery is better. The remake is bullshit mm. brightburn sucks uh, escape room sucks yeah yeah and i went into those with the best of intentions but no what i have seen did like and i'm slowly starting to dislike uh was killing eve season one and two are very good <sighs> season three not good so. I, I don't even think i'd shown you what it wanted to do in season one I, I don't think so, but I think that worked for it. It's a show more about characters than it is about actual plots, because they do they pull some shit that I would be much angry at on, on another show for doing. But you know, the main the Jodie Comer who plays Villanelle is mm. ridiculously good. So yes, I would recommend giving that a crack. Hey, it's not going to be for everybody, but I liked it. Sandra Ara was really good in oh, it. Yeah, as she, well. she's good in things. All right, you Chag, what have you been into or not been into? I guess is an option now. There's always room for hate. There is always room for hate been crazy into joe haley who's like the hobart tasmania death tech metal guitarist from oh, fucking yeah. holy shit dude guy can play like what like what <laughs> um what have i been into what about you i've what been playing been? a fair bit of 51 worldwide games that <laughs> fucking thing rules i know how it sounds but like it's made officially by nintendo and it's really good oh and also i've been uh watching this series on vice Viceland? Is that what it's called? I have to use a VPN to get to it. Anyway, uh, it's called Dark Side of the Ring. It's this documentary about uh, some of the darker stories in the world of professional wrestling, and they don't just do, like... Oh, I saw an ad for that. It's really good. Like, And they don't just do WWF stuff either. Like, You hear about a, a few promotions and stuff that were a bit more obscure or wrestlers that, you know, couldn't work in the big fucking leagues anymore and had to... Like it sounds really depressing, and it is, yes. but like, but it looks sick. I'm really interested. 
No, it's a very well put together documentary. They've got really good access to um, a lot of the big players in the game. And they also sort of lean into the whole unreliable narration of it. Like, mm-hmm. they do air the contradicting interviews and, oh, cool. like, they don't, yeah, shy away from he said, she said sort of stuff, which mm-hmm. sounds a bit bitchy, but I think it's it comes off more as even-handed. Yeah. Part of the rest, nature of wrestling storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, yep. So a YouTube site called Storied has a series called Monstrum, which is all about various uh, folklore monsters and stuff. I really like monsters and folklore monsters, so check that out. And I have a huge crush on the woman that runs it. Oh, is there we go. Me? She has a PhD in being like a monster expert, expert on things. Cool. I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, I I, I was watching Norsemen on Vi- on on Netflix. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Norsemen? No, nah, Siobhan's mum loves it. And... Oh, that must turn you off it. No, like I just didn't get the first episode I watched. It's like, yeah, yeah. look, it took it took me a Viking few episodes to get a vibe. Yes, yes, it's like watching The Office <laughs> or like Anchorman or. No, The Office. Um, where... And when John turns to the camera, is like, can you believe the people I work with? Yeah. Exactly. And then they're like, what? You mean the raping and pillaging? I don't know if I'm comfortable with the raping. And the other guy's like, well, it depends on the... On the ra-. It goes there. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, damn, you know what? This is, this is the sort of question that they must have asked each other. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other notes to address the rest of the committee? Well, actually, yes, I wasn't exactly comfortable with the direction you were taking at the last <laughs> raping and pillaging. I, was, I thought we might like to discuss what our feelings are and maybe come up with a mission statement. <laughs> right. So corporate Vikings. Actually, no, not really. Yeah. But, man, it was so much fun. Okay. I totally recommend getting into that. Awesome. All right, and yeah, before we get out of here, plugs for our other stuff. Our upcoming series, Pulp Fury Radio, is upcoming. And, and the series. And mm. Our uh, scripted anthology series written by BT, produced Yo. by me, directed by both of us, yep. starring a lot of people. With original music by Danny Rosewell. Oh, yeah, That's I true. think I was in there somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, lots of past previous guests are returned for this. Mm-hmm. Like all the Baby Beard Media team have a cameo, and Tom Burton, yeah, yep. heaps of people. Still very excited, and it's just it's taken so long to get out of post production, but God, it's close. We're looking at the horizon, man. It's got to be really good. So, yeah, check in with pulpfuryradio.com for when we're releasing that. Um, our first play, I think we can announce that, will be called It Came from the Bottom of the Ocean, but also from Space. So, look out for that one. Where should you be looking? Up high or down low? <laughs> you don't know. Pulp Fury Radio. <laughs> and BT, our other podcast. Our other podcast is Thrones of Game. The Game of Thrones podcast that dares to watch the series backwards. I've already seen the entire show, but until we had started watching in reverse order, Elliot had never seen a single episode. Gives a unique re- uh, perspective on things. We're the only Game of Thrones podcast left in town. <laughs> and uh, Fuck you, Ben Fidel and Adam Knox. Still don't know who that is. So uh, They're the hosts of Are You Talking To Me? Are they still going, though? Occasionally. How? They have no material, Why? and we have all the material. And we're better than them. Yeah, fuck you, Ben Vanilla and Adam. Bite me, whoever you are, guys. I keep forgetting the name of. <laughs> yeah, outside the cafeteria after recess. Yeah, I'll run away like a man. Actually, you said you were getting into that podcast recently, Daddy. Thrones of Game. You were like fucking. Oh, your podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. For I'm... a couple of days there, you were sending like me and BT quotes about things I'm we're saying. I'm trying not to. <laughs> like I mentioned before, when I listen to you guys' podcasts, I keep having like witty comebacks because I'm like hanging out with you guys. Except you're pre recorded from weeks ago, and I'm sitting yeah. all alone by myself in my car. <laughs> but you guys are so much fun. 
Thank you. It's it's good fun to do. Do you set the fader on your car speaker to all the way in the back seat so it's like you're chauffeuring oh, us around? That would make me fucking cry. Yeah. Phil sent me a quote from one episode. And I was like, oh, we said that? I, I didn't remember. Um, I really like your names for the characters. You're so... <laughs> oh, oh. And the one thing I'm getting worse at, actually, is I'd meet more characters and start to get to know them. Yeah, because they're Miss Sunday. I just, <laughs> I, I just met Miss Sunday. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we quoted, looks like a lady, acts like a cunt. It's like, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> saying that, but okay. Actually, Stick a finger in her bum is the third type of sex. In. <laughs> a friend of mine who listened to some of the old indexes recently sent me, ha, 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 you said uh, broke her fuck cherry. The fuck does that mean? How far back is that going? It must be dank days because, yeah, I have no memory of that. Dude. Yeah. We've done 173. <laughs> but yeah, Pre-dank. for the hundreds of hours of podcasting we've done now, there's, I can't remember everything I All said. for free. Brought to you by Screaming. <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> I suppose that's it for the podcast then. Danny, thank you for joining us tonight. Elliot, thank you for letting me. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> for joining us tonight. BT, thank you as always. No, ahoy. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And once again, thank you, Screaming. That's all must be in the house! Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes! Hello and welcome to The Simpsons Index. I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Here with us as always, except when he's not, B.T. Calloway. Good day to you. Ahoy, hoy, hoy. Today we'll be reviewing classic literature. (laughs) We begin with Herman Melville's... They come from three different centuries. (laughs) First, the Bible. First, Gothic, then Romantic era, and finally, current... Finally, the dystopian future. <laughs> In this episode... is brought to you by Screaming. <laughs> we begin with Treasure Island, then with something older than that, and then Bridget Jones's diary. First Treasure Island, then the Epic of Gilgamesh, and then Bridget Jones. I like how it took me a while to hear the words Bridget in the diary. I don't know, books. <laughs> I'm surprised I pulled out Treasure Island and Bridget Jones' diary before. Nice My time. God, who are you? Both of which have been referenced in The Simpsons, so I think I know why you know them. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> also, both movies made by the Muppets. Ooh, I think I know why I know them. <laughs> Miss Piggy's diary? <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that. <laughs> of course I would. It's got the Muppets in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Watch fucking Muppets go to space, for God's sake. Hey, that's a great movie. Add me, Hollywood. Mm. Dude, Miss Piggy's Diary. I know. <laughs> oh, I would watch it. Yes! I'm just trying to have it all. <laughs> Hugh Grant. Right. Yeah, Kermit as Hugh Grant and Fozzie as the other guy. <laughs> Colin Firth. Yeah, yeah. Fo- Fozzie and Colin Firth have a lot in common, <laughs> hair-wise at least. I love it. I use my shins to pick up stuff. Sure you do. Dude, it's my kind of challenge, you know. <laughs> the shin challenge. You know, the shinin. Drop a bit of capsicum on the ground. It's like, yep. boring pickup handway. Hello, shins. Boring pickup handway is right. <laughs> the, phew, the amount of times I've just looked at something, looked at a beer on the table and thought, geez, man, handway? No.
boring Shit. Mega Man way. <laughs> <laughs> I could get you a bowling ball if you'd prefer it to be thematically relevant. Yes. Mm. You could roll it down my alley. <gasps> Let's drink beer from a bowling ball. <laughs> Hells to the year. Mm. And sip champagne sip from a shoe. champagne from a shoe. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. Shoey, shoe. Oh my God, that was the first shoey. Sorry, we're just going to take a quick pause there. We're going to take a five minute break. We'll be right back after these cartoons. Is this you? Well, gee willikers, I really want to express myself right now, but I don't really know how to do it. <gasps> Why don't you try screaming? That's right. Whether you want to express pain, enjoyment, or pure pleasure, screaming may, may very well be for you. <laughs> You'll never know what I meant. He's getting it already. Screaming, available now from your own throat. Screaming, not available in all areas. Apologies to all mutes. Not available from all throats. <laughs> and we're back. Hi, you've been watching The Simpsons Index, starring your favorite host and mine, Elliot J. O'Neill. Hey. Phil needs a bit more wind up there. The three part. Elliot J. O'Neill! Elliot J. O'Neill! Oh, wow. Wrestling wind up. Yeah. Mm. Weighing in. <laughs> I don't know how pounds works. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking, what's his name? Michael Buffer just goes, weighing in at 319 pounds. Rude! <laughs> <laughs> okay. We could talk about your hat. We could talk about your hat. Your hat. 